Welcome to Electronic Gaming Mostly. It's been about well, less than a week, right? I think we've only done this is our third podcast this week. We haven't missed any. Right. There was a holiday. Yep. Government so we're here with the the usual special guests, the regulars. Monty. Gambler and Monty. And you, the listener. <laughs> the one listener. You Actually, I'm more that. like the listener. Because that's not going to age well if, like, two people show up. It shows that we're humble. Oh, we're I'm the fucking, best at being humble. I'm so fucking humble. <laughs> I can't get, get over how huge my humble is. Right. Definitely more humble than every other podcast. Yes. <laughs> so, um, what happened since last time? Hogwarts Legacy came out. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, we'll go into that. Sons of the Forest came out. Yeah, we're going to go all in. I know, I'm recapping. I'm pre-capping. <laughs> Destiny 2 has an expansion. Uh-huh. A bunch of Last of Us episodes. Yeah. And uh, I guess we can throw in there the Peter Pan trailer. Or the Peter Pan trailer? <laughs> yeah. It's That's another good. Disney live action remake. Isn't that the one Guillermo del Toro is doing? Or is that a different one? No. No. Is he still even doing that? Oh. I mean, I know he, he was talking about it. And Kojima was retweeting it. That's how I know. Well, we'll talk about that because I've been a sucker for Peter Pan since I was a little kid. The flying oh, Peter, and swords. Peter Pan. Was it not Peter Pan? No, he was doing Pinocchio. Sorry. Bye. Oh, yeah, that one was bad. I heard that one was bad. So, would, uh, oh, and Monty got a new mouse. Yeah. Instead of a new mic. <laughs> My mic costs more than <laughs> your mic, all right? Yeah, probably. But mine sounds better. No, it doesn't. So there's that. You know, we sound like you're chewing on assholes. I, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Monty Mike sounds like, it perfectly. Yeah, Monty sounds like he's being electrocuted, and Gabler sounds like he doesn't know where his game <laughs> dial is. Somebody's somebody's tasing Monty all down. I mean, I, I I don't hear this when I listen to it myself, so I, I don't know. I don't know what's doing it. It's either Discord or some other shit. No well, idea. Apparently neither is you. I'll just have to go back to Roger Wilco, you know? Fuck Discord. Maybe, yeah. Could try Gilded. Gilded. It's like a... You mean you don't want to sit here in Discord where they listen to your conversation to give them to the government? They're a bunch of woke assholes? Yeah, sucks. I thought, I thought we all wanted that. <laughs> well, what? Uh, so let's go with Hogwarts Legacy. How do you yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you want to talk about the con- the the controversy first, or the Hogwarts Legacy? <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy of the Trannies. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the uh, this the titles as Hogwarts Legacy, the the Sir Serona story. Jesus. I think it's hilarious that they made a mod to mod her into a normal voice. Yeah, well, the thing is, is 
it's a it's clearly pandering and b it's just unnecessary i mean well let's get it out of the way here's i'm gonna say it right now psa to transgender people uh most of you we can tell <laughs> just like uh how everyone could tell in that game i remember reading shit on on forums where they were like is my game broken i seem to be getting a fucked up voice out of this woman <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> two, two things one most of you we can tell and until until you hit the point where i can't tell i'm not going to call you a woman second point number two and this is very important if you keep telling people you're trans we can tell What's the fucking point of telling everybody you're trans if it's invisible? There's also, chicks. why would there be a trans person in the wizarding world when you can just look like however you want? Dude, my my wife loves to watch like all these like makeup tutorial and and people that like wear clothing and shit on TikTok and stuff. These influencers and some of them are trans transgender, whatever, uh, male to female, and you can't tell. You can't tell a lot of. There are some that you can't tell, not not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw a girl the other day. It's like that's a that's not that's a man, All right. and it's not like oh she's beautiful. She's like three hundred pounds something, but looked like a woman. It's like wow, that's impressive. And I don't mean like how Andy Milanakis looks like a woman. <laughs> I mean like look like a legitimate three hundred pound woman. I mean. Just the face, obviously. I mean, when you're walking around 300 pounds, ain't nobody going to see the bulge anyways. So, it's the perfect disguise. I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense to tell everybody you're trans. I mean, it does make sense in the world of, like, virtue signaling, I want to gather points. But it makes me believe that you don't fucking, that that's not your point. It makes me distrust you as a person. Because if you're transgendering, the whole point is to blend in, to go to the other side, because supposedly, according to your theory, you were born in the wrong body and you feel more comfortable as a woman. Okay. And then you get upset when I don't use your pronouns. Okay, then stop telling me you're fucking trans. Stop telling me. No, it's important. It's important that you know. Disappear into the gender and stop telling me you're trans until we get to the bedroom. Yeah? <laughs> then tell me. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I have a penis. Okay. I'd like bye. to know a little before the bedroom. <laughs> no, that's okay. I mean, you know, we'll invite over a hooker and both jerk off on her. Whatever. Whatever you're into, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am? <laughs> it is ma'am. <laughs> point is, you got to stop telling people if your whole point is to blend it. I mean, I think somebody, I heard somebody talk about this recently. It was fucking brilliant. They're like, most people that are transgender are atheists but then they try to convince you that they were born in the wrong body well what do you mean what was born in the wrong body a soul what are you talking about <laughs> the fuck are you talking about your your brain well if that's the case then that means that you're not born that way that it's something that's trained well uh, what do you say so it's just convoluted nonsense the point is stop telling people you're trans it's it it makes me roll my eyes and it it's completely self-sabotaging your whole concept of what you're trying to do and that is blend in to, to join the other gender and to and I wouldn't even say trick people to try and you know meld into that gender I mean if I felt like I wanted to be a woman like if I felt 100% like man I want to be a woman and I want people to call me a woman so that I don't have to constantly be reminded that I'm not a woman I certainly wouldn't sit there going 
By the way, I'm trans because that's going to do just that. You people are out here like, man, people won't use my pronouns because, it, and I want them to use my pronouns. I want to make laws to where they have to follow my pronouns because it upsets me whenever they remind me that I'm not trans or that whenever they remind me that I am trans, that I'm not a woman because I was born a man. Okay, let's do that. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm trans and you need to recognize my position in the hierarchy. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are we talking about here? You're fucking sabotaging yourself. What are you, stupid? Yeah. So anyway, Hogwarts. Aside from that, the game was uh, probably currently game of the year, I would say. I would say it's currently my game of the year. I mean, I know there's stuff coming out. People are like, oh, I'm not putting it as game of the year because other games are coming out. It's like, yeah, those could suck. Currently, Hogwarts Legacy is game of the year. Well... You know, you could tell those games that were made by disingenuous people or, you know, shows that were made by disingenuous people. You could just tell that whoever's making it didn't really care for the source material. That's definitely not the case here. They did a pretty good job of, you know, this is a recreating that wizarding world, Harry Potter magic kind of feeling. But that does go away the more you play it. And that kind of generic open world, go collect all the things on the map does end up happening after you beat the story. And even before yeah, I, that, a little I bit. I think that's okay because one of the problems a lot of games have is absorbing you into it to get you hooked on the loop. This game does that with its setting. It's very. Well, they give you a lot of freedom serious. throughout the throughout the castle and a bunch of the surrounding grounds. Like the wilderness is pretty fucking big, and probably the best thing is they don't really water down any spells or anything like that. Like they're all used kind of as they are in the book. For the most part, like yeah. you would think getting the, the killing curse would be like, well, it must just do like a lot of damage. No, it fucking kills people outright. <laughs> like everything does what it's supposed to do. It's not gamified. It was kind of, I guess, gamified just, you know, by being spells. But they do a really good job of, you know, recreating a bunch of them the way they're supposed to be. I mean, the combat system, or at least like how you cycle through spells and stuff, that kind of thing. I wish there was like more slots, like maybe double tap left on the D pad or up and have like another three or four slots to have different loadouts or whatever. Other than that, I don't really see a better way to do it on a game that's kind of made for controller. So well, I think I would say to combat that it's not necessarily that there are not enough slots. It's just that there are so many spells that you use for puzzles that, uh, you want to kind of keep them on a bar because you're like, well, I need this and I need this and I need this for whenever I run into, if there's a page floating, I want to be able to grab it with Accio, you know, or if there's something where I need to climb, I need to Leviosa that shit. I think the solution would have probably been allowing for you to solve the puzzles in various ways. Like every puzzle maybe have multiple ways to solve it. One or two or one or two extra ways to solve it where yeah well there's they definitely they definitely went for quantity over quality when it comes to puzzles because like those fucking merlin puzzles that there's a hundred of and they're all just yeah. like well, well move the ball into the hole yeah, it's all it's all this variation of the same like five things well that's a good example because there's one merlin puzzle in particular where you have to destroy these stone hedge type uh structures and you can only do that with one spell you should be able to do that with multiple spells there should be multiple spells that allow you to break them. Well, there are. They just don't work on those. Like, you can blow up a wall using, like, two or three different spells, but 
Not those things. Right. They even added in, I mean, they didn't really do this in the books. They did in the movies, kind of. The the basic attack where you just kind of shoot generic magic at someone and does oh, this tick is damage. Definitely, this is definitely movie inspired more than book inspired. Well, yeah, but that's a kind of a good of the thing. Locations look like the movie, but I think you have to do that out of respect. You know, once Lord of the Rings got made into a trilogy, I think the smart thing to do going forward from that is to try and replicate what Peter Jackson did. Otherwise, you're going to have a disconnect. Well, the Peter movies are pretty close to the book thing. anyway. There's some differences, like in uh, in the game, the the grand staircase is circular, and in the movies, it's like rectangular. You know, like the, the stairs don't just come out of the middle. The stairs shift and move on the sides. But I think the circle makes more sense, honestly. I don't uh, remember what it was probably, in the book. Probably also more difficult to do it that way from the movie, right? Well, without being annoying in a game. Yeah. I'm going to wait for these yeah. fucking stairs to I'm come around. All the time. Yeah. Instead, they just kind of appear and disappear when you get close. Yeah, but I really like how they did the, the combat system is like a mixture of like, well, maybe not a mixture, maybe like 80% Arkham Asylum, 20% Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. Could have definitely used even more comboing, I, I think. Well, they would have had to fix how you swap between spells faster, you know? Yeah, of course. And it wouldn't have been as friendly to younger audiences, which they were definitely wanting to be a little bit friendly to younger audiences, which I don't really Well, you do feel like a badass. I mean, even from the beginning... Oh, yeah. You go from badass to even more badass. Well, the, like, I thought it was really funny. They're like, hey, join this dueling club. And they're like, all right, we're going to thrash your ass. And then you just proceed to beat the fucking shit out of them. Lighting them on fire and shit and throwing boxes at their face while they're floating in the air. They're just yeah, flopping around a, like ragdolls. It's like, good, good game. Good game, lesson. everyone. I think this is also an important lesson to developers that sometimes just the art direction matters. Because one of the reasons why you feel like a badass is because your character doesn't move like a loser. Like you, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll do things like you'll, you, there's times where like, you'll go to block something and you'll like do it from behind. And it's really cool looking. Like it's very badass to just see your character. It's very Jedi like at somebody. Yeah. Very much so. The countering the perfect block thing. That's always welcome. That's even better in this one because you know, you, you do pretty like fancy twirling and shit with all your spells and it kind of changes based on what your target is so like you can aim at someone on the left and then counter their spell and then aim at someone on the right and shoot the counter the stupefied back at them that way so it's really like you're a fucking badass <laughs> it's like no one can hit you yeah and it's got that kind of execute mechanic that a lot of games have these days where you build up a meter and spend it I think Spider-Man. Yeah, and that. they actually feel like you're fucking people up, especially that one where you like slam them into the ground multiple, multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. Just oh my, look, that guy's dead. <laughs> like, what the? Why do I have the killing people? curse? That guy is fucking dead. Yeah. And they got all the contextual shit. Like if you do uh, flipendo right after the troll hits the ground with his club, you flip the, the club into his face and stuff, and. When the when the toads shoot their tongue at you, you can levitate them by the tongue and then slice their fucking tongue off, or you can really? flip them onto their back. Yeah, it's not even stuff that's necessary, but you know, it doesn't it's, even the game doesn't really teach you that. It's just stuff you can learn. I mean, the game. Well, it puts it in your yeah, it puts it in your journal. And even that, even the journal, they fucking write into the story, right? They're like, well, you're here as a fifth year. This thing is gonna help you, you know, remember 
all the shit you catch see. Up, basically. Yeah, and, and it's gonna point perfectly. it's gonna point you in the right direction when you have a quest selected and everything. Absolutely. It works perfectly. There's not a lot of bad things about this game at all. Um I know some people were complaining about the performance, but I mean that's just an Unreal Engine thing. I don't I don't take performance into account when it comes to video games these days and people can suck my left nut because they're out here all of them playing call of duty with its fucking embarrassing levels of fucking crashes still to this yeah. day we're in we're in season two of call of duty and it still crashes i mean i don't give destiny credit that it doesn't crash because that's a no that's normal <laughs> it'd be like, like you go into work every day and every day your boss is like hey man good job on coming to work today Right. It's like, it's, and it's, that's the expectation, (laughs) you know, like you don't get praise for just meeting the bare minimum expectation. Right. So, Hey man, good job on not swallowing your tongue and dying today. Well, these gamers, it's really funny to me. It's like, I don't know if it's a collective, um, form of Alzheimer's or if it's like just every game comes with a new generation of people that just got out of school and started playing video games or something. Like, I don't understand it where every fucking big game releases people going, Oh, it's buggy. Yeah. It's called video games, man. What are you talking about? Like, what? there's movies out there that are, that are considered some of the greatest movies of all time that have blunders in it. You know, like fucking Game of Thrones, there's like a fucking Starbucks cup in one of the fucking episodes. Yeah, well, they, they went back and digitally erased that. So, Point is, that's what game developers do. They go back and digitally erase the Starbucks cup. You just give it a little bit of time. You know, I mean, if you're going to get on a game right away, you got to expect that kind of stuff. Because we live in an age of video game regression. We, it's, it, most of our culture is a regressive culture these days where we're trying to backtrack because we had this period of time with the, the pioneers. And if you think of pioneers, like, uh, like you would in any kind of situation, like a physical pioneer, somebody that has to traverse the ocean and find new land masses and, and things like that. Those are tough people. You can't be a weak pussy and do that kind of shit. Likewise in film and video games, there's the pioneer era of film and video games where people were having to come up with crazy shit. Like today you do Photoshop and it's like, oh yeah, the masking tool. Hit a button and it will just fucking mask the background. Your phone will do this shit. You don't even need Photoshop. We're going to just separate a foreground object from the background. You put whatever the fuck you want behind it. You used to have to go in and fucking painstakingly do that shit. And then pioneers of shit came up with ways to do that faster and more effectively. Now AI just does it for you. That's where we are in video games. Video games have been around for so long, same with movies, that, you know, all of these different things, they don't require any effort or knowledge whatsoever. It's literally people just clicking tick boxes. You know, if you go back to Star Wars, the way they had that credit crawl at the beginning, they had to shoot that on a physical object. It's not something they put in and and did in in fucking Premiere Pro. It, It didn't exist. You know, CGI barely existed back then at all. And so they had to do all kinds of crazy shit to make effects like that work. Uh, like the, 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 I think there's the, the, one of the most popular ones is the thing, the movie with, uh, from John Carpenter. 
the the effect of the the title card burning away. They actually had to light some shit on fire and record that, and then mess with the. You couldn't put. They didn't take that film and then put it into an editing software that had you know After Effects on it. They had to do that physically and record it. The only thing you could do is splice film together and shit like that. So. Today we have a similar thing in the movie industry in the Photoshop world where most people that are using it are just clicking buttons that have AI that does it for you. So these game devs are out here just fucking putting stuff in a game and clicking on, you know, the, the they're not making their own engine. The engine's already made for them. And so they, they don't have to know that. It's not like id software where, they, you know, John Carmack was out here knowing the engine like inside and out. There's a reason why id software games are pretty fucking good and run pretty well. They know that engine inside and out because they built it from the ground up. Now you're still going to get some bugs in there because again, in the gaming reset regression we live in, they, the quality assurance teams <clears throat> aren't quality assurance teams at all. If they even exist aside from developers playing their own game here and there, it, it's like a group of fucking normies who can barely complete video game. They're not, it's not game. Like what you should do, what should be done right now. And it should be, it, it should have been this way for the past five, maybe six years is every fucking game ever should be early access. Every one of them. Why? Well, it, there's no negative from a developer standpoint to do early access. Not only do you get free beta testing from an enormous audience, that allows you to get tons of feedback more than you would ever get from a quality assurance team. You don't pay them. They pay you to get into the early access. Every fucking get so many early access get we just played Sons of the Forest, $40 or something like that. $30 for early access to that game. And and you know, the price will probably go up when it launches and that's kind of an incentivization to get in early and you know you're going to be dealing with bugs. You know that. So from a developer perspective, you throw this game out here in early access and it's like, okay, people that want to wait for it to get the full finished product as we're doing with Bowder's Gate, okay, you do that. You wait it out. People that want to get in on it now, are, like if Hogwarts Legacy a year ago was like, yeah, early access, here you go. I probably wouldn't have played it. I would have, that's the kind of game I would have waited until it came out completely and, and fully done. But you can't get, the like... <laughs> It doesn't make any sense to still do the old model of make game, have a QA team that you pay, do some shitty... They're clearly not doing anything. Clear... Whoever's the... Whoever is being paid by Activision to do quality assurance on fucking Call of Duty, those people are making out like fucking bandits. Yeah, well, they're like, probably paying them $15 an hour, you know, a bunch of high school kids working part-time. That's usually how it goes. $15 an hour is not bad for playing video games. Yeah, that's why a lot of people do it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's a lot of money they could just not spend <laughs> if they just did yeah, early access. But the thing about Call of Duty is that by the time they fix their shit, the next game is already out. So <laughs> that's always been a downside. Sure. But I'll say this, you know... Right but now, at least Hogwarts Legacy kind of at least felt like a complete game when it came out. Yeah. Well, definitely. I didn't notice any bugs. I didn't have any bugs with my I playthrough. I mean, one nice thing is 
the game is open to the mod community too. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you can expand on it. If you, you know, want a typical 1800 scenario where, you know, everyone's Maybe white, training. you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the diversity in the game. I think since we're going to talk on that point, I think it, no, of all the, of, you know, of all it's the not forces, funny. You see, black people are the racist. Of all the forced <laughs> diversity in video I'm games, kidding. Film, it works in Hogwarts because you would be getting yeah, and, from all around. Yeah, it does make sense because magic doesn't discriminate, right? Right, magic doesn't discriminate. They're picking kids that just have magic affinity. Uh, and I'm okay with Hogwarts, even in kind of the early 1900s, being a little more progressive. I'm not okay with them being as progressive in the 1890s that there's somebody that's trans that exists. Okay. And nobody acts confused or and nobody acts confused about, yeah, that's a little Just much. Normal. That's a little much. You know, we, we got to reflect things in a realistic way. What I mean by that, I'm not saying that trans people couldn't exist, but they certainly wouldn't be outing themselves back then or even considering themselves in that way. Because, you know, when you look back in the 90s, there were no trans people. There were drag. There were drag and trans people yeah, there tell were you all day long that drag is different from trans. Yeah. Uh, Even today, so, they tell you that drag is different from trans. You know, trans didn't come along for a long time. I mean, and I when I was, <laughs> Jesus, not until the last six, eight years, maybe eight years. Past eight years is when we got transgender concepts and pronouns. None of that existed before eight years ago. Um, yeah, like back when I was in school, you had essentially the straight people. <clears throat> then you had gay people and within the gay people sure you had you know uh lesbians and there were you know more feminine lesbians and there were more butch lesbians but like yeah there was no lgbt it was just lgb for a very long time yeah a very long time um it, you know gender dysmorphia body dysmorphia that kind of stuff never came along until yeah, that that's a new concept. Our modern age of pharmaceutical companies trying to pump as much stuff down your throat as possible. It, it, yeah. I would say I mean, that... Think about how much whole... money they're making off of this HRT stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's a side effect of, of that 100%. It's not a natural occurrence. And I know that some people would get upset hearing that, but that's just factual. Like Ritalin for kids that are hyperactive. Um uh, Adderall to help kids focus and none of this shit existed for hundreds of years in the despite the medical and I don't, not even just hundreds of years decades and decades of you know you it's not like the 60s and 70s were devoid of science you know um you have a lot of time where people are existing in society and functioning in society with without Ritalin, without Adderall, without HRT existing. And then suddenly it comes along and you're being told that it's required and it's needed and it's necessary. Yeah, and you and, have to conform to it becoming normal. Otherwise, yeah. you're a bigot. And that's that's the pharmaceutical companies making money off of people. You know, That's exactly what it is. How can we get kids on drugs? That's all it is. We got a lot of older people that are on drugs. For the longest time, the market for drug intake was older people. 
because they had, you know, problems. Health, you know, I th just think about how much money the pharmaceutical companies make from blood thinner. It's crazy. Um, because there's so many people that you get to a certain age, you're like, oh, your blood pressure's high. Yeah, no shit, it's high. You're 60 years old, you got grandkids, <laughs> you're fucking still paying a mortgage, <laughs> you got retirement coming up. You're in a doctor's office. Of course your blood pressure's high. The fuck are you talking about? That's not even a real fucking metric to check. If you want to get checked for how close you are to dying, go get your arteries checked and see how blocked they are. That's what you should be doing. Not getting your blood... They check your blood pressure before everything. What's your blood pressure? What's your blood pressure? Okay, listen. I'm just here to uh, get a checkup. All right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can we calm down... You have high blood pressure. It's indicative of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's indicative of a lot of things. So we're not really narrowing the fucking scope here, are we? Anyways, it doesn't make sense to have the 1890s and have a transgender person. If you wanted to have gay people, that's fine. I would I would 100% expect that at Hogwarts in the 1890s. They can all be gay. It doesn't even fucking matter. Like, you're not fucking people. Right, true. Um... But I'm just saying, like, in terms of progress, I don't think Hogwarts in the 1890s was out here promoting the trans identity. It's kind of silly. It feels very forced. And uh, if I was a trans person, I'd be upset about it. But because oh, I'm they not already a trans are. person. They already because are. I'm, because I'm not a trans person, I'm not upset about it. Because I, I don't care if they use your group to get brownie points with your shitty group. It doesn't bother me. Just shrug it and move on. Shitty character. Modded out. <laughs> well, it's one of the voices writing. one of the voices you can get is AI generated. And it sounds way better than the other ones that are actually voiced by a person. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Well, it I think it's the same voice. It's just altered by AI. But yeah, it's 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 really good. I use it. Yeah. I know. It obviously sounds like a man. That's the problem. Okay? It's because it is. If your whole point is to be a transgender person and to move, whatever, if you want to have this yeah. back, it, It's like, why... It's so weird because the, the transgender community is so weird. So, back to, like, what we were talking about earlier... When, you know, we were in school, gay people, like a gay man, when he spoke, he would try to sound feminine. Yeah. Now, when, you know, nowadays, gay men are the same way, right? But a trans woman will put on a wig or grow their hair out stuff a bra or get a boob job whatever they'll they'll go through all this all these steps to all these steps to try be and like emulate a being a woman alter their voice except alter their voice no, they no, will they'll, talk they'll like alter a man their voice well they'll i mean some will hard. yeah but it's like if if you're going to be trans why would you not attempt to sound feminine at all well, there's certainly some that don't try at all because they want to be known as trans. Yeah, it's they're, they're it's, not genuine. They don't people care that are trans, about being transitioning 
Yeah. They're trying to get points and be on the team. It's like people that watch the Super Bowl but never watch football. They go to Super Bowl parties because they want to be a part of the thing. Those yeah, people just go definitely exist. And, you know, that's why people in the transgender community should be a little more, I don't know, protective of their group. You know, uh, this this whole letting everybody in and accept us as who we are stuff, that's it's not going to fly for very long. Ask the Jews how that worked in Germany. Oh, wait, you can't. They're dead. <laughs> oh, Anyways. Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> it's a fucking hundred years on there. Uh, <laughs> it's not anti-Semitic, people. Okay? I'm just pointing out what happened in history. I'm not saying it should have happened. I'm saying you got to watch out. You got to be careful. Can't poke. You can't tickle the dragon's tail, you know? Got to be careful with that shit. Yeah, so the game's good. It's great. It's game of the year currently in my book. I still got to go back and 100% it. Yeah, I haven't finished it, and I still want to play it. I mean, the story is fine. It's one of those things where, like, you hear random shit about the Goblin Rebellions, but they never explain it. So, I mean, it's kind of cool seeing one of the Goblin Rebellions. Yeah. But they don't try. Uh, they they do come up with a halfway de- decent reason as to why you're a fucking badass and everyone else sucks. The ancient magic thing. That's that's pretty brilliant. I like the idea of that. Um. You know. Yeah. It all works. Makes me want to get AI to write a fucking series so I could just make out like J.K. Rowling. And like right. another thing they don't really limit you too much on is like flying on a broomstick, like. As long as you're not in in the castle, I would say certain areas definitely need to allow you to fly and take off. Like the fucking bridge. Well, Hogsmeade, you should probably be able to fly there. But yeah, Hogsmeade. It's like Hogs. They Hogs make you Mead. get so far fucking out of that town before you can fly. It's I'm just sure stupid. there's probably a mod out there. Oh, yeah, remove restrictions, yeah. probably. And that's again another it's, thing. Yeah, if you're Hogsmeade. making a video game in 2023 and you're not opening up to mods. Go fuck yourself. By the way, look at mods, you, there's a, there's phasmophobia. Elden, there's an Elden Ring uh, randomizer. Have you seen people play this shit where they get fucking Melena as the first boss? <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Oh, God. Just kidding. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. People are getting like mimicked here on that fucking tutorial boss. There is a DLC that's coming out. Don't know anything about it. We just have like a piece of art that people are speculating on, and that's stupid because it's just a piece of art. Yeah, it's probably gonna do have have to do with Nicola. I mean, we knew there was gonna be oh, DLC. I, I I I agree that it does look like Nicola. But well, I, not, it has nothing to do with the art. All right, I don't think the 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 lady they show is Nicola. Well, period. It's... But I still think it's gonna be about Nicola because he. He's in the game, in in the fucking egg, in the blood palace, and they talk about it all the time. It's just... It's cut content that they were going to put in the game already, to some degree. These dream worlds, you were going to be able to take some elixir and put people to sleep and go in their dream worlds, which is similar to an invasion. I think... I really want some more background on Queen Merica, though, because 
she holds all the answers about the outer gods and that's the interesting shit to me like oh michaela michaela like what what did this guy do to try and save his sister i don't care i don't care about oh my god the plot to save melina from the scarlet rot i don't care i killed her she's dead it's over man <laughs> like i have no desire to learn about it. they do this shit a lot in dark souls like the painted worlds and stuff it's like it's always dlc that doesn't really affect the game the main game or the narrative you it's one of the unfortunate things about um from soft is you don't get dlc that is continuity dlc you're not gonna get continuity that's gonna answer more questions you're gonna get just little offshoot areas that they maybe were working on a little bit before they finished the game and kind of didn't get time to finish or something i think oh, it's fine they usually flesh it out and it's a pretty good length dlc i mean dark souls 3 dlc was almost the same length as dark souls dark souls you know like it's well, almost like a sequel. Bloodborne is the only one that did it. Bloodborne gave you DLC that took you out to the fish towns that had you understand and, and painted the whole picture about what how the, the whole old blood came about, where it came from, and it was in the final bosses where they harvested that blood from to some degree. It was this ancient fucking fish creature they dug up, at, they fished out of the water you know, a corpse that came across that they came across and they just started harvesting it for its blood. And it turns out it was like an old God living in the ocean. And that's cool shit. You know, you get dark souls one. And it's like, Oh yeah, the painted world and fucking whatever you go in there. And the dark souls three is like, yeah, it's just fucking girl ran away into some bullshit. Like, okay. <laughs> it's exciting. I guess. Can I get some DLC that like takes me back to the time when the fucking souls were first discovered. Like, how about that? How fucking cool would that be? There's so many cool options they could do with shit like that. A Dark Souls DLC, you fucking go back and it's the ancient times where it was just fucking dragons and no fire. And you're the only ember there. That, that'd be fucking cool. You know? Give me some Dark Souls 3 DLC where I hit a time period in between two and three that kind of connects them a little bit more clearly instead of this thousands and thousands of years have passed since Dranlaic. Okay. <laughs> looks Great. the same. It looks completely different. Like every fucking Dark Souls is set in the same world, but the terrain and everything's different because ah, it's fucking thousands and thousands of years and kingdoms have risen and fallen and you're maybe on a different continent. I just, I just want... I want conclusivity, you know? That's something I desire in all media I consume. Video game. I, I understand that some things are great as a one-off, like The Last of Us, which we'll get into a little bit later. The Last of Us is like a nice little one-off. It's a story about this guy in the apocalypse. Boom. I don't need to know, like, the whole... It's one of the things The Walking Dead did, did wrong. Is season two, or maybe it's season three, they're like, Yeah, we're going to the CDC! They definitely have all the answers about stuff. <laughs> I think that was season one. Was it? And then they, well, they get there and it's like just this guy and he's like, he explains to you what's happening. Oh yeah, everybody's infected. And then that never is a plot point ever again. Oh yeah, everybody's infected. It goes no. No, it is. It that, when they killed Shane, like <laughs> he didn't destroy his brain and he came back as a zombie, even though he wasn't bitten. That was the yeah, point. Sure. Everyone who dies they, comes back. 
you could have done that without them going to some CDC building with a self-destruct mechanism in it. And <laughs> that's really that. It's realistic season, in the sense that the CDC was useless. Yeah, but I, that's what makes the first season of The Walking Dead so good. It feels like a fucking Resident Evil game where they ultimately end up in a fucking laboratory somewhere that self-destructs. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, but and then the rest it. of them are kind of like if you made a uh, a soap opera with all the Resident Evil characters. Well, that's what's intriguing about Resident Evil. It's a zombie thing. It's like one of the only zombie uh, universes where I want to know more information. You know, you want to take Yeah, down there's really, you there, you're never going to be able to go back to a period in time where you don't know what Umbrella is. Like playing Resident Evil for the first time, like you, you don't know any of that shit. <laughs> like you don't know what's causing the zombies. You don't know what's going on. It's actually a mystery. But it would be like playing Mario for the first time. It's like, there's this big they, lizard guy. It's like, yeah, that's Koopa. They teased <laughs> us that stars and all them were going to go after a fucking umbrella, and it never happened. Yeah, another reason why Resident Evil 4 was a disappointment. I mean, maybe they didn't take the story that seriously, but every game still from 1 until Code Veronica is you escape in a helicopter, and then you and whoever survived are like, we're going to take down Umbrella. And then Resident Evil 4 happened. It's like, oh, yeah, they're gone. Yeah, that whole thing about the zombies was made public and their stock value collapsed. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously. Stock, that's the thing that ever, yeah, four went in a weird direction, man. Like, it is what I'm going to do. I swear to God, I'm going to do a whole YouTube video about Please why do. Resident Evil 4 sucks. <laughs> Please do. I did a post. I, I can I can list it. You go but from it's easier if I just read apocalypse it. Shit. This is this is my brain as a person that hasn't played the game like since I was a kid, but only recently. So you go from zombie incident in mansion to outbreak into a major city, fucking nuclear bombs being dropped, to some guy in the president's South daughter. America, some guy in South America getting the president's daughter and the fucking president's infected or some shit. Holy shit. And then oh my god. The fucking we're in we're in Africa and everybody in Africa's fucking infected and the, oh shit fucking Resident Evil Six the whole fucking planet's infected right Am and I then right? that didn't really happen Resident Evil Seven time <laughs> <laughs> like how they're talking about stock prices when the whole fucking world's collapsed yeah man. it's like we're Neo Umbrella yeah our stock collapse but you know we're still fucking trillionaires and we know each other so we just did it again but it's even secreter and we're part of the government and <laughs> jesus like, christ where that was a completely game? different kind of zone where is that game capcom where like all of the fucking zombie apocalypses have been dealt with like yeah the psaa is just going around fucking shit up man they're kicking ass and taking names. yeah and then village comes out and it's like whoa the BSAA, now they're using their own bioweapons to fight bioweapons. Yeah, like, that's kind of interesting. At least they're doing some interesting shit that has answers. I'm really hopeful, because at the end of Resident Evil 3 Remake, they show Jill just like a scene of her after the nuke, picking up some vial and walking off, and then nothing comes of that. And then Resident Evil 4, I'm really hopeful that they do something at the end. They add some context. Well, in two out of the trailers that they've released so far, they bring that line up where it's like, this time it has to be different. So I have a feeling there's going to be some kind of twist you're not expecting, like Ashley dies or Leon dies or something. But hold on. Two points here. Imagine going back, back in time where you're alive and playing games when the original Resident Evils are coming out. All right. 
So you play Resident Evil 1 and it's very unique for the time. Yeah, I mean, some people say it's kind of a ripoff of Alone in the Dark, but no one played Alone in the Dark, so fuck them. So you play that game, you're like, oh shit. And then the second one comes out and you're like, all right, different characters, same kind of formula. This time it's a, it's a police station, but it's kind of like the mansion and people think that game is better and, you know, arguable. I don't necessarily disagree. But the best part about two was like the city part. A lot of people are like, man, I wish I had more time in the city, right? So then Dreamcast comes out and because of some kind of deal they had going with PlayStation, the third one had to come out on PlayStation. So Code Veronica is actually number three and Resident Evil 3 is actually the spinoff. It was the Resident Evil 2 spinoff because they just wanted to flesh out like the city and stuff. And they threw Jill in there because like, yeah, we'll show you what happened with Jill during, you know, how she escaped Raccoon City and all that. So that, Resident Evil 3 and Code Veronica were the first ones where they really started to change things up. Resident Evil 3 was more action oriented. You didn't have to conserve ammo so much. You can dodge yeah, and yeah. shit. So part of it was like, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's kind of veering away from, you know, the, the slow horror that was Resident Evil 1 and 2, but it's close enough and, you know. The variety was appreciated, and it told a story about resident, uh, you know, <laughs> resident, relevant characters. And, but it was kind of short. You didn't get the the multiple scenarios and all that. And then you get Code Veronica. That was the gameplay wise. There was some things they didn't change, like small shit. Like when you run up the stairs in Resident Evil Three, you don't have to stop in front of the stairs and hit the action button. You can freely walk up and down the stairs. And Code Veronica, the game that came after, you have to manually walk up the stairs like the old one. There's no dodging in code veronica so there's a lot of old mechanics but it's in a new area you get two scenarios but it's one after the other it's not like they're intertwined or anything like that anyway point is those were small things right and at the end of each of those you know you're expecting it all to go somewhere right resident evil 1 is oh shit what's going on resident evil 2 is oh shit it spread to the city resident evil 3 was Here's this fucking, you know, character that you like and how she got out. Also, the city's fucking destroyed by a nuke. And then Resident Evil 4 was the first one. It's like, all right, this is what happened. Not 4, sorry. Code Veronica. It's like, this is what happens after everyone gets out of the city. It's Claire going to find Chris, but he's not there. Then Chris has to come rescue her. And it's like, okay, well, you found an umbrella island. It fleshed out the company a little bit more. It really kind of expanded on that whole, we're actually a weird incestuous family in the background. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. it was kind of, it kind of changed the, the image of umbrella from being like a sterile corporate entity to like this weird government, old money family kind of thing. Like the, the Coke brothers. And, yeah. yeah. So after all that, all that, it's like, man, I can't wait to see what happens next. And then you boot up Resident Evil four. And this is before the internet. Like if you didn't subscribe to game informer, you would you have no idea of what's coming. So you're like, okay, what's going to happen next? And for the first half of the game, you're sitting there thinking, this must be a joke, right? This has got to be some kind of like crazy fever dream that Leon is having, right? Like, what the fuck is going on? I like, I swear to God, the first time I thought like, man, this is fucked up, is I climbed up that ladder in the village right next to the church, right? It's like four stories high, opened the chest, picked the thing out, and they're like, all right, let me climb down the ladder. And I see Leon vault over the edge, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking die. I'm dead. Nope, he just lands on his feet. No problem. And it's a small thing, but between that and like jumping through windows, it was like, man, this is not Resident Evil, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and that's really that that's really the bottom line for Resident Evil 4, right? It's fun, but it's not Resident Evil. And then they took that and they ran with it in that direction instead of the old direction. 
Now they they, they kind of went back with Resident Evil Seven, but then when Village came out, it's like okay, this is it's first person, but it's like Resident Evil Four. You got weapon upgrades, and you don't really have to conserve ammo. The way you conserve ammo in Four, by the way, is to shoot them in the head, do your contextual melee attack, and then knife them on the ground. And it's that's like, that's not the kind of decision making. Like, okay, so every enemy, I'm going to try to use as few bullets as possible. And it was like tactical in a sense, I guess. But it's a big difference between hordes of zombies in a linear game and knowing that you don't know the layout of the area and you might have to walk back through these areas. Like what zombies are worth killing, which ones are worth running by and managing your inventory and shit like that. Yeah. So anyway, story-wise, after 4 came out, it, like no one fucking cares anymore. <laughs> like it's all over the place. 4 is what 4 was. 5 was, oh, Chris is coming back and, you know, Wesker comic book battle in a volcano. And 6 was just ridiculous. And then they, they scrapped it all. Like there was no real conclusion to that story twice. There was no conclusion to the, like the main story of the first four games. And then there was no conclusion to the bullshit, ridiculous story of the last ones. Like, oh, here's Jake living in the fucking desert somewhere, and he, he fucking gives a kid an apple, Wesker and then he and then he kicks the shit out of a bunch of zombies on Who motorcycles. Wesker, yeah, <laughs> probably one of the other Weskers. Is he you know? just got her bent over? Complete anal annihilation. Yeah. So a lot of people blame Resident Evil Three for going in the action-oriented direction, but. No, I blame 4. And I can't really blame 4 for too much because it did inspire all these third-person shooters that I do like. It was like the first game to do that over-the-shoulder thing instead of that weird siphon filter kind of free-floating camera that you can't move. I think, honestly, it probably... Resident Evil probably suffered from the idea that every sequel has to be better or different. It has to have... You know, it's like Kojima syndrome. Like every game, like if you go back and play Metal Gear Solid One, Metal Gear Solid Two, Metal Gear Solid Three, you're getting drastically different experiences. Like you could set somebody down and say, "Here, play Metal Gear Solid Two, and they'll play it and like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, uh, let's play Metal Gear Solid Five. Whoa, this is like a not even remotely the same game. Yeah, <clears throat> but that at least had a few games in between to kind of evolve into that. Well, it's it's a time issue, right? Like Resident Evil 1, 2, 6 took so much fucking time that there were so many drastic changes between them. What we're seeing right now with these remakes is a lot less time. Like it's what, a year and a half, maybe two years between each one? So they have the benefit right now. Well, they of, usually, they seem to be alternating. So it's like a main series game one year and then the next year it's uh, a remake. I'm really hoping they remake Code Veronica, man. That's the one that really needs it. I, I agree. I would love to see Code Veronica and even Resident Evil Zero remade, but here's what I think they're going to do. My prediction is that you're going to see in Resident Evil 4, it's going to kind of be a little bit more grounded. I mean, obviously we've seen that there's a lot of similar beats to it. I, I know people... <laughs> Can I go through the 20 things I don't want to... I don't... Well, I'm not looking I'd forward rather, to... <laughs> no, it's... I think some of your list is a little re not really a realistic complaint because. All right, well, let's discuss it. Number one, Ashley nice Graham. Well, yeah, I agree with that one. Okay, number two, long escort quests. I don't know that there's going to be long escort quests. We have half really of that game is an escort quest. Well, no, because there are definitely certain places where normally you have Ashley, but then you don't in the in the gameplay trailers. So well, I yeah, but you have her, and then you don't a lot of times in in. Yeah. 
the original. Right, but they so what they did was they took the the what was he French Spanish the Spanish guy the he's French Spanish guy? it takes place in Spain. Yeah. yeah, he took they took the Spanish guy and he joins your your team. So it looks like they're doing a lot of that. Like, there's two people. Well, I want to talk about the trailer a little bit. We'll get into but some think, of the things I've way, noticed. I think but that's I think that's going into Resident Evil Five. I think they're going to Five after this, and they're going to remake yep, it and make I, it more gritty. I agree. And, and that this is their setup for having somebody with you at all times. Go ahead. <clears throat> um, QTE cutscenes. I I not looking really forward seen to a lot of QTE cutscenes. There is one point where you have to like press a button or something like that, but they said they said specifically they've taken out QTE. I know that's what they uh, said, but I don't so. think they know what QTEs are. <laughs> Number four, knife battles. And yeah, by this, well, I mean that whole ridiculous sword fight with Krauser. be a thing. But at least it'll be better in this one with a parry mechanic. And yeah, we'll see. Or where you'd have to, like, climb up a ladder to get him to fucking jump up the ladder and then cut him and jump back down. <laughs> How can I forget? Kill myself. Every part of that game. Oh, this part sucks. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised that it's going to work a lot better and be a lot shorter of a fight. Number five, Helicopter Mike. What's and wrong with Helicopter Mike? It, like, this guy comes out of nowhere and fucking just destroys oh everything. God, which bro, If he uses his helicopter to push over a water tower, which is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. When he has and then when he dies, Leon's thing. like, Mike! It's like, Mike! dude, you met him like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, but Leon's a good guy. That's what a good guy would do. Every life is precious. Is he a good guy in that game? That's Well, that's just the normie fucking hero That's logic. one thing, one, one thing I haven't seen for. is goofy jokester Leon in this one. I mean, think of Leon in Resident Evil 2 and then think of Re Resident Evil 4 Leon. He's just like always cracking jokes and shit and hitting on Hunnigan, who we've only ever met through a, a fucking codec. Like, I'm going to give a little spoiler for Destiny 2 here before we even talk about Destiny 2. Uh, when I'm talking about the normie response to like what a hero should be with Leon going, Mike, when he's just known this guy for a little bit. At the end of Destiny 2's Lightfall campaign, when you defeat Callus. Uh, the witness uses your ghost as the conduit to make a connection to this whatever the fucking thing is that we're trying to stop him from getting connected to so that he can enter the traveler. Uh, so your ghost suddenly gets possessed, basically, and starts going towards this thing to do what Callus wasn't able to do. And there's this moment where Osiris is calling over the comms, stop ghost, stop your ghost. And it's out of you can't you can't get it. So your your character aims his gun at your ghost, and this is a great moment for like a good writer to go, okay, zoom in on your character's face. Maybe there's no helmet on, so you get like a you know nice fake. Make a hard decision where a shot needs to be fired, and you're about to do it. Even if you don't do it, you're about to fucking do it because it, that's who you are because they really kind of play on the, you know, your, your character kind of takes charge a little bit. You're, instead of being bossed around, your character starts speaking a little bit more in, in some of these cutscenes and starts telling everybody else what they're going to do. Like you make the plan. And so this is a great moment to have this character of yours, have this tough decision to have to kill your own ghost to, to save the traveler. What a fucking poetic moment. 
Like, to save the traveler who gifted you with the ghost, you have to kill your ghost. And they could have done it, sure, but obviously they're not going to. But they still should have had your character about to do it before the guy sweeps over and fucking grabs your ghost. By the way, doesn't matter. The link was established and the witness <laughs> enters the fucking traveler, so it doesn't even matter. But the, the, the fact that we did nothing, like we aimed for a second and then kind of put our gun down a little bit, like... It's like really come on man. <laughs> like yeah, don't 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 you dare tell me what my feelings are. I hate right. this ghost. <laughs> well, I'm just Your gun like, jammed so you crushed him to writing. death. That's normie <laughs> writing. No matter what, don't kill ghosts. No. What do you mean no matter what? The the death of the human race? Right? The fall of Your humanity? Feelings mean nothing. Who fucking cares, man? These are the same people that told you to fucking stay in your house and die to save everybody else. Bigot. Fucking <laughs> <Anyway, Booking> bigot. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in there. All right. Yeah, I, think, I think they're going to go to five, and then I think they're going to take that opportunity to fix six. And, and I think you're still going to jump around different characters, but they're going to completely overhaul. Because they're going to, listen, there's people that love the characters from 6, so they're not going to just go, oh, we're going to completely... No, not the original ones. Well, yeah, there's still some fun characters there, like the you villains You think they're actually going to remake 5? They're going to yes. remake 5, and then they're going to remake... 5 is perfect for, for remaking, because you could really ground that in grittiness and make it dark and twisted and kind of yeah. spooky. Plus, I really want to see Rick... Look. Speaking of... Uh, yeah, I want to see Chris rocks. punch some fucking rocks, rocks in full HD. Hey, gotta, speaking of Resident Evil 5, there was a new update for Resident Evil 5 yesterday. It got rid of games for Windows Live. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to play that game... Oh, and it added local split screen, because, you know... I think they'll definitely take out a lot of ridiculous shit from it and ground it, make it more gritty. And that will give them the opportunity to remake six in a more serious way to fix their mistake. And then I don't know seven, if they'll remake six, but the new well, Resident Evil Six will just be a continuation. Seven and, eight, seven and eight are really gritty and grounded, and they have to explain how you go from six to seven. It just doesn't make sense. So they. Have I think to, six is just non-canon at this point. Well, that's why they'd remake it. Yeah. Speaking of six, number six, minecart roller coaster. That whole segment. Good God. Between that and uh it looks a lot better now. Number sixteen. Number sixteen, shooting slow moving projectiles out of the air like it's a nineties arcade rail shooter. All these different do set they pieces. Have that? Yeah. Yeah, they do. But between that shit and between like the, the minecart roller coaster, it, it it reminds me of like House of the Dead. It's just fucking campy. I was about and... to say, like, that's just Japanese. Yeah, but that's popular, man. <laughs> it's just popular, man. <laughs> what, you don't like popular stuff, man? Uh, be, to be fair to them, that's what was popular back then. Everybody loved that shit. Yeah, they love pumping quarters into an arcade machine. But that's not what you buy a console, you know? You could play House of the Dead on Dreamcast. There's There are rail shooters. You could play even... Umbrella Chronicles or Dark Side Chronicles, and those are both Resident Evil rail shooters. Time crisis. I do hope before they do five and six, they go back and do Code Veronica and Zero. Those well, Zero, I could go either way. The thing about Zero is they're going to have to find a way for it not to break canon. Like, think about it this way, right? In Resident Evil 1, you come up across Rebecca, and she's all like, oh my god, what are these things? And spraying you in the face with first aid spray and acting like a useless little bitch. But she already went through everything in Resident Evil Zero. Like, 
continuity wise, her fucking night just went from surviving this fucking giant scorpion and shit and this leech monster on a train and all this shit to ending up in a fucking mansion for round two. And she doesn't. Well, maybe they'll remake one and she'll have a different attitude. It'll just be fucking Rambo Rebecca and shit. Like she just walks in, like loaded up with fucking guns and everything. Stand back, everyone. Stand back. (laughs) Whoever, whatever your name is. Sitting there like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I knew she was the one. She also just disappears from the existence after that, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Never to be seen or heard from again, except for in a book that's non-canon. I'm telling you, man, if I was the head of fucking Capcom development, all this shit, and I've seen the success that these Risen Evil remakes may add, I would bring it all together to complete it once and for all. Introduce all these characters, Carlos, all these different characters that are going to stick around and have them all show up back for six. Don't fucking. That's what they tried to do with six. Fuck this. These brand new characters like Wesker's kid and shit. Just don't even bring them back. He doesn't need to exist. Instead, just have it be Carlos instead. And all these different characters that people have been meeting and getting accustomed to in these uh, remake games. Rebecca, have Rebecca be there after you remake Zero. You know, Claire, Leon, Jill, Chris, even the Spanish guy, if he makes it. Fuck it. Which one? <laughs> Carlos? Well, you know that, like, uh, what's her name? The fucking girl's there, right? Huh? In in number six, the uh, the little girl from two's there. Oh, yeah, Sherry. Yeah. Who's invincible but can still die when you're playing as her. Here's my, here's my, here's my take, right? Uh, Ashley returns in six, but only as like a, the communication comms lady, you know, for Leon. Leon, Jesus fucking Christ! Please. I can hear you. <laughs> Leon, watch out! <laughs> that guy has a gun. <laughs> Don't you'll need open to use that, Leon. When your health hits zero, you'll die. <laughs> Use the first aid spray. <laughs> it's just the Navi of Resident Evil. Hey, listen. Leon. <laughs> Use the jump button to hoist yourself over the barrels. <laughs> All right, anyway, Sons of the Forest. Let's talk oh, about hang on, hang on, hang on. Number seven, melee heavy combat. Just the fact that combat turned from managing your ammo into shooting them in a certain place, meleeing them, and then fucking knifing them on the ground. That's fucking repetitive and boring. Uh, the last third of the game really doesn't look like they changed that too much. And oh, yeah, no. I don't know how you could be like, man, Resident Evil 4 is great, but Resident Evil 5 sucked. It's like, dude, if you if you dislike the last third of Resident Evil 4, then yeah, I get why you don't like Resident Evil 5, but whatever. Fuck these people. Uh, Resident nine. Evil 5 is just all of Resident Evil 4. Yeah, pretty much. Number nine, window diving. Like, I don't have a problem with Leon diving out of a window as long as he breaks his fucking neck when he hits the ground. Yeah. Fireball catapults because A, they're ridiculous and B, they're fucking annoying. In a game that was originally all about backtracking, this area was the worst because there's actually kind of a puzzle here. And it's like, geez, yeah, fuck you for backtracking. (laughs) It was a castle, so we want to have the siege weapon. Oh my God, there's two people. Quick, catapults. You know. (laughs) 
I can't hit them. They move too fast. <laughs> In the modern age, which would likely be things that don't even fucking operate. They're just on display. Yeah. This was the catapult that was used back in the 1400s. And the president's like, you have to save my daughter. It's like, dude, you're, dude look at this place. They're using fucking trebuchets. Glass them. The fuck do you yeah, mean? Send in Liam. Send in the military. Uh, number 11, headshots making enemies stronger. <clears throat> yeah, they said, they said Mike. <laughs> headshots making enemies stronger. Always hated that. Because, you know, headshots are supposed to be harder kind of skill shots. You should yeah. be rewarded for that. At least give them a spot you can shoot. Like Nemesis had the eyeball, you know, that Nemesis strain. Sure. I mean, I don't think it'll be that big of an issue in this one because you can quick swap your weapons now. You don't have to go into your fucking attache sure. case every time. So in the original, you know, you'd shoot him in the head and be like, yeah, fuck you, hitch. Oh, fuck. And then that thing comes out of him. You can either waste all your ammo shooting that, you know, while slow, while slow moving shit is flying at you. Or you can throw a flash grenade. In order to do that, you'd have to stop, pause the game, go into your inventory, equip the grenade, come out of your inventory, ready the grenade and throw it. Now, what is it about a flash grenade that kills the No idea. Something about UV light, which flash grenades don't. Do I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, in the sun just did it. Doesn't make sense. Uh, number 12, Ramon Salazar, that short, annoying guy who, I, I mean, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Why is that a character? Well, at least they made him look even more ridiculous. It's almost like Resident Evil 4 is just fucking trolling Resident Evil fans, and it happened to be a good shooter at the same time. I think it's a, it suffers from an issue of, like, just... Too many people doing too many things. Oh, come up with a concept of Ramon Salazar. Okay, he's a midget. What? <laughs> well, not really. He's just he's just a he's just small. Small guy. He looks like a, a child. Small man. He, he's Spanish. It's like Japanese people's idea of Spanish people. He owns a castle. No, I think they're oh, trying to do castle, um then he's gonna dress like he owns a castle. They're trying <laughs> I think they're trying to make it like that, um that fucking little kind of anime shit. From Airplane, seaplane, seaplane. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who shot himself in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Number thirteen, Shield Damn. Bros. Because they're fucking annoying. Well, maybe that Arsenal will be a lot better this time around. Yeah, maybe. I really hope they. Do and a lot. I didn't put this on the list along with Shield Bros, but enemies dodging your shots. Fuck that. Dude, that needs to stop in every video game. They did that in Destiny 2 recently. I've been fighting, like, Minotaur bosses with their little fucking bullshit on their stomachs, and then you go to, like, shoot a linear fusion rifle at them, and they start, as soon as you ADS the fusion rifle, they start fucking sidestepping left and right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've said it before are. about Destiny. Like, how many times do you fucking shoot a rocket and they just dodge the rocket over and over again? If that's what they do, why are rockets even an option? Like, sir, uh, this weapon isn't effective anymore. They just keep dodging it. Like, that's all your weapons. These weapons aren't working. By the way, totally fine with Vex doing it because they're like robots that just like can calculate all that shit. Why the fuck are fat ass Cabal doing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number 14, invisible bug monsters. Yes, they're back. I don't know what Japanese people have against invisible enemies, but it's not fun it's not scary it's just annoying they did it in resident evil one they had invisible enemy mode even evil within did it it was invisible enemies and shit like i don't i don't understand yeah. but they're here 
uh, repetitive Spanish gibberish. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The entire game. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? I mean, they did something like that in fucking <laughs> in five as well. And aren't you in like Africa or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, 16, we already covered shooting slow-moving objects. Uh, number you know 17. Like, you know what they sound like? They sound like those little fucking pygmies in World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now my mom got real pissed off at me at one point because when I had uh, my other phone, that was her ringtone. <laughs> you heard it one time. It's like, it's like why, is that why is that the ringtone for me? No. Why not? You're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, mom. All right. And then 17, 18, 19, and 20, we can group together. 17 is Ashley Graham. 18 is Ashley Graham escort quests. Number 19 is I fucking hate Ashley Graham. And number 20 is Leon. Help! Leon! Well, going to sound like that this time, at least. Yeah, you don't think so? More you know, sounding voice actors. Mm-hmm. Well, remains to be seen. Either way, we're going to play it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to play it. But uh, some of the things I, were, I was hoping they would change, I can already tell that they haven't. <clears throat> I own Seven and Village. Or, wait. Those are the same thing, aren't they? No, they're whatever. Not. I own the two most recent Resident Evil games, and I've still yet to even beat them. Actually, one of them I haven't even played yet. Well, you we should. Gotta, we got to do our go through Resident Evil before the next one comes out thing, where we go through all the games and you can go along with us, you know? Not all of them, just the main ones. Like, yeah. not revelations or anything. Unless you want to carry a flashlight while I shoot all the guns, and then we can play Resident Evil 2. Resident <laughs> Evil Revelations 2. This will be fun. <laughs> Got to figure it out, man. But yeah, looking at the, the trailers, um, Luis fucking doesn't die when he's supposed to, and at least comes to the, the last area of the game with you, because there's cutscenes of him in the mine, mine cart area. And in the original, he doesn't make it that instead far. Of her, which means that instead of her being in the mine carts with you, yelling, <laughs> she's not even. She wasn't even there in the original one, was she? Was I she don't here? remember. It's just which a, means it's a blur way, of bullshit. It means that you're gonna have help on the mine cart, so that'll be nice. unless it's just him going, Leon, help. <laughs> <laughs> What's help in Spanish? Helpo, helpo, Leono. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we played Sons of the Forest. Yep. They really need to tone down how many logs it takes to make shit. Early access game. I don't think our forefathers deforested the entirety <laughs> of the, the East Coast just to make one fucking house. Well, like, not a, not a fucking ranch like you made. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't make I, a ranch. It's a two-story. Dude, the prefab is enough for like a bed and you, and that's it. And I, you're here making like a two-story fortress. Is the walls? They shouldn't require full logs. It should be yeah. like 
split a log in half. And you can well, here's the problem. The, the, it's the kind of realistic. You cut a tree down, right? And there's these logs. The thing is, in real life, forests are dense. They're really dense. Like, the way the, the trees grow in the game is more like a man-made forest. You can always tell if you're in a man-made forest because there's the trees have distance from each other. In real forests, it's they're fucking pretty close together, you know, like people width between each other. So you'd have a lot more, but the also the issue is like, okay, you can split the logs in half, you can cut them into halves or quarters, but there's no concept of like what our ancestors were doing when they came here to the United States, they already had the ability to hew logs where you basically take an ax and you cut the log in half and then you you hew those you, you know cut that in half you cut you you could get, you know how many fucking boards you can get out of one fucking log from a from an actual tree like a lot you can get like 15 15 boards of various sizes Go, there's like a, a diagram for it for like with the average tree size, because they go, they cut down trees based off of diameter. Um, and then they have like these average sizes. And uh, it's, the, it's like a, it's like a diagram that shows how many pieces of what they get out of it. So like we're splitting the log in half in the game and using that for flooring. That's just stupid. Like, yeah, our ancestors came here and built log cabins, but that was because you know, it, it, that's what they temporarily built for, to sleep in while they built their actual house. Like, the George Washington house still existed. His, his ranch is still there today. It's not a fucking log cabin. <laughs> the log cabin's a temporary structure to, to survive the winter while you build your house because it takes a long time to hew logs and shit like that. And then they eventually set up, like, you know, water wheels and stuff with with the uh, band saws. Hewing logs is something the Japanese still do. They don't fucking come out here. Like, they still build houses traditionally in Japan, and they'll hew all their logs together, and they'll, they'll fucking cut it down. Sure. It's mean, just, just way too much. Like, you need so much shit. It's like five per is well, crazy. I still haven't figured out if it's like the first forest where <clears throat> you're not really ever meant to have a permanent settlement really because it's just going through the story and then you hit the end and it's like, oh, okay. Well, I've unraveled well, the mystery. What's the point? Yeah, there's, not, there's probably meant to be like some bases here and there, you know. Well, it seems like they want you to build more permanent type of bases, but... Uh, it just takes way too fucking much to do it. Unless you do it our way. It is. I'm going to put this in admin so you can see what I'm talking about. This is the diagram. That's how much wood you get out of one log at a lumber yard. Yeah, this is with precision tools and stuff. But one log should at least get me, I don't know, four fucking boards at least? Come on, man. The fuck? Yeah. They also took the uh, the sled out of the first game. It's not so in the far, second game. They're probably going to add it in, but it should definitely, you know, 
be in the fucking game. Right? Should have been a we three D printed a fucking sled, thinking that it can do it, but it just <laughs> replaced the turtle shell. Down the mountain. <laughs> Not to mention, there's turtles in this island, like the first game, but you can't get their shell, or can you? I wasn't able can, to get their but shell. I don't know what their shells do. I think they're just it's not implemented yet. It was in the first game. Just don't need to implement it. It's the first fucking or it's the same engine, right? They use Unity for the first game I too. I have no clue, man, what's going on. I don't know how you make a second game and not have a ton of assets. When you play Subnautica and then play Subnautica below zero, like all the assets from the first game are brought over and they were there from day one. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they don't have all the assets from the first game. Maybe they rebuilt it from the ground up. I don't know. Maybe they ditched all their assets for some dumbass fucking reason. I know it's weird. And there's also the, the log storage things you can build out of sticks. It's like, Hey man, this holds six whole entire logs. Like what the fuck am I going to do with six logs? Yeah. I should definitely just hold an infinite number of logs. It seems like everything else does like the rock holder, the stick holder, the bone holder. They all well, hold they like infinite it to do that. They don't, they definitely don't intend it to do. Well, that. maybe they do. So you don't have to build a bunch of fucking stick holders, you know, but it's a video game. We don't need realism when it comes to like log and stick holders. I shouldn't have to build 18 fucking log holders just to build half a log cabin. Why don't they that? just put a fucking chest in the game? You know, this is where all your shit goes. Just like every other survival. I don't game. mind the like log storage. It just needs to be like, okay. Well, not so much for logs, up. but like, why the fuck a stick holder? Look, hey. It holds sticks. It's made out of sticks, and I put sticks it's in it. It's all physical. Hold sticks so you don't have to. <laughs> Listen, it's very simple. Stick holders, log holders, it all needs to have the same concept. It visually fills up, but once you get to a certain point, it just keeps filling up and has a number display above it of how much is in there. So all you got to do. It's that fucking easy. How much is in there? There's no... Uh, there definitely needs to be some kind of fucking chest system for your inventory because... I'd like to be able to like store some of the fucking shit. You just carry everything with you. Backpacks always full. Oh, look at all these fucking soda cans I got. And it'd be real nice to put these away and pick up some more of these soda cans. Because there's definitely like replenished loot in the game. I should say that. The game is fucking great. It's fantastic. I want to play it again. <laughs> like, I've been waiting to play it with you guys. Uh, it'd be really fucking nice. But like, the. <laughs> I think we're getting to a point where there's not going to be much. I mean, granted, it's early access, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, we went to the we went to the no man's land. We found all the placeholder caves. Yeah. The mountain. Yeah, I, th I think. Yeah, we scaled the fucking mountain on yeah, foot, literally. <laughs> literally scaled it. Oh, I found this out today. Um, so you can actually shoot a zip line. And attach logs to the zip line and have them just kind of go to where you want them to. What? Yeah. Like a logger zip line? Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> like everything I said just now about the fucking. <laughs> That's what logging companies do. <laughs> That's like logging real life. Companies typically use like a river. You know, they no, cut their use, logs no, and they, they, they will down use. A river. There's not always a river, my dude. They will. Oh, well, yeah. I'm saying in. They set the instance up where there these is a big river. cranes with these fucking uh, zip lines, really, and then send them 
up. They'll take them up or down where they need to take them. Man. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that when I was shitting on this? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't change anything. There should still be sleds. Yeah, true. It's no small thing to make a fucking, you know, a, a zip line rope. Well, I mean, it should definitely. Still well, the, the thing about the zip line shit is you need to fucking 3D print the fucking hooks, right? <clears throat> and beyond what they initially give you, I don't think I've ever found any Here's a filament for, a game for the 3D printer. For, for future game developers. Not everything needs to be a fucking resource, you know what I mean? Like the zip line doesn't always, oh, fucking you need rope and you need. You can't even make rope. You got to go find it. Like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Everything needs to be a fucking resource. Oh, if you want to, you want to use the fucking zip line thing, you got to go three D print the fucking broadhead, and you got to have fucking rope. How about it's just I have the fucking thing. Have you ever seen your guy make thing? arrows before? It's like, yeah, I'll just bundle these fucking sticks together and wrap a rope around it, and boom, Man, arrows. It's like a rock. <laughs> it's like your hand <laughs> covers rock. the camera, and when it's revealed, it's just arrows. It's like, come on. Dick plus rock, bang, arrows, bang. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. I mean, let's just get super realistic, man. How about I make a bow, but I can't use the bow for a year because I got to wait for the goddamn wood to cure. Yeah, you also have to take shits and piss and everything. and We'll just go for ultra realism. But if it's anything like the eating and drinking system, it's like, oh, my God, I have to take a shit every 10 minutes. What the fuck? Right. Maybe it's because I ate, you know, 17 avocados or whatever the fuck. <laughs> One nice thing is having a half-functional retard follow you around and gather a million fish for you. Yeah. Kind of nice. Yeah, he's just so fucking impotent, though. He doesn't even carry two logs at a time. Right? One yeah, log. You really need to work on and then, like, it. I don't think you... logging is really the best option for that guy. I think the food yeah. thing is because you just turn around and it's like, hey, boss. I, I, I went fishing, could... and there's just like 57 fucking fish on the ground. It's like, who are you, Jesus? <laughs> just catching them with his bare fucking hands. I, I, I think the, the... Mr. Miyagi and the fucking fish out of the water. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the settle or, you know, the, the settlement survivor thing could be better if maybe there was a point A, point B type system where... You say, okay, start logging over here and bring the logs here. Because the way it is right now is like, here, gather logs. And then, like, if you start gathering logs, too, and you kind of put it in the same area, he'll just pick up the logs, walk three feet, and then drop them. Like, he'll take not, your logs. Not you even a problem there. anymore, because we figured that shit out. Yeah, I suppose. I know it's not related, but I feel like I need to throw this joke out here. I saw Sean Penn was talking recently about Ukraine and about how if we keep sending money to Ukraine, we'll we'll save in the long run. And that's the moment oh, yeah. I realized that Sean Penn didn't act as a retard. He is one. <laughs> <laughs> really? That was the moment? Yeah. It's a joke. Man, what do you want? You're like the heckler in the crowd. Huh? Yeah, I'm the guy who tells you how all the magic the tricks are done. Get security in here and get him out. <laughs> get him out of here. 
Yeah, there's not much to say about uh, Sons of the Forest. It's more of the forest, and it's good. There's a three-legged chick that loves us, and that's great. And, um, and she's three-legged, three-armed nice chick. Rains. Yep, she's got two titties, two nipples, and three hands for the three of us. Oh, and I'm okay with that. Why can't I see the other channel? Did you move it? What channel? Below admin. Join codes? Huh? You probably hit the fucking drop down arrow. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep, so it's the forest. Yeah. Good. I'll go back and play it some more this week on stream. Look forward to that. Look forward to that. Yeah, I got my internet into a place where it's as good as it's going to get. So For the next couple of days. Yep. Well, I know you guys have been dreading it, but it's time to talk about Destiny 2, Lightfall. All right, I'm going to go grab a drink. You just you know, let me know when you're done. It is, a, <laughs> it is a game that's still popular amongst people. And I'm going to kind of... Segue in the phasmophobia a little bit with it, but uh, I think I mean, there's not a ton to say about it. I mean, it's still Destiny. There's certainly been Damn. like a that's the worst massive, part. I mean, you're like talking about game. how they're making the game better, like Japanese yeah. man take over, and then I couldn't help but hear you just bitch and moan about it the second I got well, I'm gonna into get the channel. That, you, today. Didn't, you didn't hear Mike. You didn't hear what I told Mike. So, um. Definitely seems to be, I, I don't know what's going on at Bungie, but ever since the Sony acquired them or has been in the process, I don't know exactly how that's going down. There's a lot of sweeping changes for the better in this game. Things that we have been saying since before Forsaken, back during the old days. And you can go listen to it because all these <laughs> podcasts so are bad. still up. We're on episode 40-something. <laughs> We're old hats at this. So there's been a ton there. of great shit that they've added to Lightfall. I'll just get out of the way with the campaign first. A campaign is, you know, it, it's a Destiny 2 campaign. Um, you start off, at you're going up in your light level. It's dropping constant gear for you. You know, they got their legendary difficulty. I played through legendary difficulty the whole way, and uh, it, it wasn't that difficult. They give you Strand, which is the new... Uh, subclass which is and isn't darkness they're kind of playing on this idea that even though stasis was considered a darkness subclass darkness isn't necessarily a bad thing you know strand is more like the order of the universe in the background you know it's it's kind of playing on string theory a little bit uh, it's very destructive very strong uh, playing as a warlock you get a lot of like uh, little they call them strandlings or something like that I might be saying that wrong but They'll, like, uh, go out and just kill shit. It's like the little colony uh, grenade launcher things kind of behaves like that. It, they just they pop into existence and go kill shit. You don't actually command shit or have pets, fortunately. Um, Jesus, growled on my dog's having a nightmare. Hey! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because my cat is passed out like a sausage in a blanket it's right now. It's not real. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that dog would be dreaming about, but my God. Oh my well, God. it's what either chasing about? animals or eating. <laughs> uh, so anyway, eating uh, animals that they've chased out. I think the storyline's pretty good. Uh, the witness shows up. Obviously, the the traveler has left up into upper atmosphere to fight the the witness. It's not going to run this time. Um, it might be out of options. It might not be capable of running or some shit. Whatever. It opens up and shoots this beam at the pyramid ships. That all it can do apparently is terraform. Unfortunately. So like its its attack isn't really that great. I mean, it destroys the ship to some degree, but it's it's clear that it's a terraforming uh, platform. It's not, and this kind of goes in the eyes. So what you have to do is basically get the five elements in the middle, and then have Osiris and his boyfriend <laughs> in there, right? Because the power of gay love is gonna save yeah. the universe. What about love? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know love. <laughs> Still the best movie ever. I don't care. Uh, yeah. So because it's a terraformer, it doesn't have a lot of good weapons. That's why it makes us to defend it. And light is more of like the physical manifestation of the universe. Whereas dark is like the con conceptualization of the universe and like all the physics ends to it, the background physics, like string theory type shit and stuff like that. So they, they're playing with that dynamic a little bit. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen when the witness gets in there, but I, my theory, of course, is that the, the Traveler is a ship, just like the Pyramid ships are a ship, and inside of it is the Gardener, which has been talked about, and the Gardener probably going to be a entity that's similar to the Witness, uh, and the Gardener just makes stuff, and, you know, there's, like, this really convoluted backstory to Destiny about the the Gardener and the, the light and the darkness just kind of being godlike entities that have been playing this game over and over and we're just one iteration of that game or some shit and whatever. Who fucking cares? Callus uh, returns all souped up with darkness magic. Uh, you're talking mad shit. Uh, you fight his Shadow Legion, which is, you know, Cabal. It's Cabal with a twist. There's some fucking different uh, types of shields or something like that. Whatever. It's classic Destiny in that sense. Um... You go to Neomuna, which is this, like, uh, city that somehow nobody knew about that was uh, built out here a long time ago by people that went to Neptune to study stuff, some other group. And turns out they found some shit. They found something called the Veil, which is the key to unlocking the Traveler or some shit. And we have to protect the Veil. And somehow nobody knew about it. Well, we have to protect them. So... So when the traveler opened up and shot its light to try and destroy the the witness, the witness was like I don't give a fuck, just like traveled through space, like he was fucking floating through space towards it. And he got close enough and was able to see where the veil is and sends Callus to go get it. I don't know why he doesn't go himself, but whatever. I guess he's hanging out with the traveler. I'm not leaving. You can't leave. He's got it like stuck in place with some pyramid shit surround ships surrounding it or whatever. You get there and Callus, you know, he's doing his thing. You find, you meet these fucking dudes. This is kind of the weird part of the story. You meet these two really fucking huge dudes. They're like cabal-sized humans that have augmented themselves. Um, one of them's named Ronan, and he's pretty cool. And then he's training this other guy named Nimbus, and he's pretty gay. 
uh, he just his attitude is really kind of chipper and gay, even though the end of the world's coming. Whatever, I don't know. Maybe maybe they explained it and I didn't listen about how they don't have emotions or something, but like his mentor dies and then he's like, hey guys, what's going on? Like that's how, that's his mentality. Don't really like them. They like surf on these fucking surfboard things that the game developer didn't give us for some dumbass reason. I think game developers need to understand this kind of shit. You can't introduce cool shit into a game and then be like, oh, you don't get it and not explain it. So these guys zip around the city on flying fucking surfboards. Why don't I get one? Doesn't got your sparrow, no dude. No reason at all why I don't get one. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, so they like augmented or something, then they only live for 10 years, and that's why he's not too worried about Ronan's death. It's like, it feels like a thing that they're trying to explain why there aren't people in the city. People are like all jacked into some kind of matrix thing. You see these like shimmers of what people are. Like they're, they're in a network, so they can't die. Oh, fucking, it's like, their consciousness has been uploaded. Nobody lives in the city anymore. Uh, it's a huge fucking city. And it's cool, you know. The, the city is the zone. It's the public area. And it's really cool. It's got a lot of verticality to it. It's very neon 80s kind of retro thing going on. And with Stasis swinging around and shit, it's pretty cool. So in classic bungee fashion, you don't get Stasis right away. You know, I don't even think you get it until after you beat Callus. How do I know that? Because I haven't beat Callus yet. And uh, I don't have Strand. What there is is these fucking like uh, little node things you activate and you get access to the power. I'm pretty sure it's a subclass. They talk about fragments and shit. The mistake this game developer makes is in the beginning you get access to it and it's like it's similar to the stasis shit where you would interact with a thing and then you get powered up and you get super boosted so you're just constantly getting overcharged. <clears throat> and that's cool and everything. You're killing stuff, learning shit about it, whatever. Yeah. But then the game's difficulty spikes up. This is just legendary mode. I'm sure that normal mode is fucking easy. Then legendary mode, it just the last two missions spike in fucking difficulty where you can't do that anymore. Now they've stopped giving you the uber booster, but they keep wanting you to pick up strand. Problem is there's no builds around strand because you don't have access to changing the fragments or anything yet. So it's like, why would I pick this up? They, like the final boss fight with Callus. this is what Monty heard me raging about. It's the only time I've raged so far in this entire fucking expansion because it's it's showing that Destiny 2 bullshit that we don't like, which is the difficulty being arbitrarily increased due to dumb, incompetent, whoever the fuck, whatever developer was in charge of making the callous fight nonsense. Like, oh, okay, you're in charge of making the callous fight. Oh, man, I got to make this hard or people will be upset. It's like, dude, it's a fucking campaign boss. You know, you can have me kill Callus without me shooting him in the face a hundred billion times. Because that's how many times you have to shoot Callus in the fucking face. Just, just think about that real quick. How many bullets are going in this dude's fucking face? And he's still talking shit, man. Brain. He'd be minced meat fucking headpiece. We just do cool shit. You know, you know how great it would be if the boss fight was like, okay, I got to kill all of these shadow cabal that are spawning in the arena and maybe a tormentor or two, and I got to get access to this thing to dunk this thing in this mechanic, and then boom, it shoots a laser beam at him that does the job. You can literally do that for your boss fights in Destiny. This is not World of Warcraft where you're fucking swinging a sword and casting magic. 
There's no reason for me to have to pump. And this goes to the division too, by the way. Stop making fucking bosses. Bullet sponges. Fucking bullet sponges. Bullshit. It doesn't need to exist. And it's one thing that people constantly complain about. And Destiny can get away with it way easier than the Division can because Destiny <clears throat> has space magic. You can literally have some bullshit where it's like, okay, we got to supercharge my Guardian with fucking void magic so that I can throw an ultimate uber fucking vortex thing. Like, uh, you, that's all you have to do. Game mechanic, game mechanic. Think about the game mechanic in Grasp of Avarice where you have to shoot the thing to get the loot things to spawn down and then you put it in the fucking crystal and that causes a pulse to happen that breaks the shields. Instead of breaking immunity shields, have it do damage to the boss. Rinse and repeat. That way it's not some dumb bullshit where I'm just shooting them in the head. Because here's the problem with the callous boss fight. Again, only on legendary difficulty. This isn't a problem for regular, whatever. Legendary difficulty solo, specifically. If I had somebody with me, I get it. It'd be People are like, just fucking LFG. I don't want LFG. I want to solo it. Okay? It's a fucking campaign mission. <laughs> like, this is not a strike. This is not a Grandmaster Nightfall. It's not a Nightfall. It shouldn't be this difficult. Why is it difficult? It's not difficult because Kalish hits hard or because it takes a lot of bullets to kill him. It's difficult because there's a lot of tedious bullshit you have to deal with during the fight because somebody's like, oh, let's, let's make him like one of them Colossus guys. That the, Oh, yeah, he fucking gets this fucking uh, witness type power gun and then he shoots at you with it it's like blam 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 okay and then he'll do the thing where a snap which is similar to how these guys will do the thing and it'll shoot rockets out from behind their backpack that slow you down and do damage instead it's like these three slow these three moderately slow moving fucking yellow things that you have to shoot before they get to you and they're homing similar to the fucking taken version Okay, so most of the fight is you dealing with those. Like, every five seconds, every six seconds, he's doing that. So, in between killing an ad, you're turning around and popping those three things. And, by the way, the fight is bugged. Sometimes he'll shoot, like, eight of them out at a time. They die super fast. It's not that much of an issue, but you gotta be careful, because that can wipe you if you're not fucking... Because, you know, there's... They could have easily been like, oh, it's a fucking... It's a campaign mission, so when you die, you're fine. You just respawn. That's your superpower. I never understand this developer's obsession with your superpower is you respawn. That's the whole thing. Even it's even built into the fucking narrative. It even happens in this campaign when you're learning to use strand magic more. You you fucking you fuck up in front of Osiris into like a montage, and you die, and your ghost has to resurrect you. It's like it's built into the story. Why do you keep fucking taking it away all the goddamn time? Well, oh, fucking darkness, man. There's darkness enveloping you. I'm using darkness. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. So, anyways, all right. <clears throat> so that mechanic's happening, and then he's he's got the arena similar to the Grasp of Avarice final boss, where it's kind of an open air arena with one one platform in the middle and three platforms around the side, and then like these little fucking railway areas you can run on to get to the other platform. And this asshole that made this encounter is like, it's not good enough that you're having to focus on stopping these projectiles coming at you and putting damage on callus. But at the same time, you should have to deal with these constant ad spawns, pretty much. Um, I mean, it's obviously, it's not like it's some kind of constant spawn for no reason. It's, it's segmented in proper staging uh, based off his health bars. So you got to do the bullshit that you're supposed to do in Grandmasters and stuff 
where you be careful not to push the boss too fast or you'll get layers of ads or some shit like that. He's got these little scions that are in the middle and they're fucking nothing. They're all red bar, no bullshit. And they have spawned these regular cabal that move with these other cabal to the platforms and they're nothing except for the one fucking yellow bar, which is a fucking flamethrower guy. And what do flamethrower guys do? They boof you off the fucking platforms. And because because you're supposed to be using strand, the idea is like you, you fucking pull yourself back over with the fucking strand thing. Yeah, here's the problem. I don't want to use strand in legendary difficulty because I don't have any fragments to use. So I got to use void so I have devour and shit. And then they spawn tormentors. Tormentors are a new enemy in the game that hunt you down. They get like, they have like these little weak spots on them. You break them and then they go into like berserker mode where they chase you down and then one shot you if they catch you. But they only chase you down for like five seconds when they're, when their fucking eyeballs are red. And the whole screen around you turns red to let you know that's happening. So you got to get away from them. Otherwise, you shoot them in the weak spot in the chest and they die. Okay, I've, it's not a problem. I've dealt with the tormentors, whatever. He does two fucking torments. Kind of fucked up to put the tormentors in there, I'm just saying. But okay, okay, I got that, fine. All right, <clears throat> here's where the game gets fucking neurodivergent. All right, that's, eventually you're going to finally finish callus off you're gonna kill it you're gonna shoot him in the head that last bit of health you've dealt with all the tormentors the ad spawns all this bullshit by the way did i mention that he fucking turns the app platform into fire and you got to jump off the platform and come back to the platform yeah that happens too okay so eventually once you've dealt with all that shit it can wipe you <clears throat> falling off platforms all that shit it goes into phase two <laughs> and this is the problem the fight should have been over, but some fucking loser at Bungie said, oh, it's a callus. We got to treat callus with respect as a boss. We can't just have him be a one, one term. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. Phase two. I already fought After callus all that bullshit. Boss. After all that bullshit. Finally, phase two. Okay, sure, whatever. What's phase two? Oh, he rips his gun in half and it's swords, and now he's one of those melee cabal that run after you constantly. In an arena that has now been closed off to just the middle platform and you can't outrun him unless you have high mobility. Unless you have high mobility, you can't outrun him. They intend for you to use strand and zip line around the whole fucking time. But I didn't bring strand because I don't have any fragments for strand. Because you didn't give me strand yet, you fucking pieces of shit. So maybe they I'm want you to play through the game once and then go back probably, on another character. Probably, but who wants to do that? Why would I do the fucking boss fight again? <laughs> I don't want to do it twice on that difficulty. Whatever. We also, anyway. we, we, we nerfed all the, we disabled all the good guns for, for a while. Because it was making that boss fight too easy. <laughs> Some shit that they do. Uh, so we disabled Jotun because it's too good. It, it's funny because they do that. They do that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why it's funny. <laughs> well, aside from that, the campaign was pretty good. The majority of the campaign's pretty good. I'm sure it's fine on normal ver normal. I plan to probably do it on normal and then try to do like whatever. They don't put it if they would have just put a checkpoint between phase one and phase two, it would have been fine. But it's not. You gotta do phase one all over again when you die. So it, it's kind of a major issue in that regard, and I'm sure they're probably gonna put a checkpoint because people are complaining about it a lot. The strike's really fun. I did the strike. That strike's really fun. It kind of has that Vex shit going on that they did in Season of the Splicer. That's pretty fun and cool. Um, 
the the neon luna city is really interesting they have some pretty good events there stuff that i've never seen them do it's not like some rinse repeat bullshit strand is actually fun very powerful stuff i think it's probably one of the most fun uh subclasses they've put in the game I, i've never really been a fan of stasis i thought it was kind of meh this is actually pretty fun uh you know when you grapple onto things did they put in the new talent system thing get rid of the mods and all that Yes, the new mod system is fucking fantastic, which is I was going to start getting into that kind of stuff. Yeah, the, so the new mod system is fantastic. Um, there, it's, there's no longer elements to gear, so you can, you're not like limited to what you can put on a piece of gear. You know, you can have ashes to assets on your helmet as well, as well as hands-on. You know, you can have all these different things that used to be unique to different element types they just stack up now they have like way better uh mods as well so on your helmet instead of linear instead of all these different ammo finders you just have special ammo finder or heavy ammo finder and you have another mod that's like uh, when one of your ammo finder perks creates a brick of heavy ammo for you it also creates bricks for your allies so you can kind of be team friendly in that regard there's tons more siphons now for uh orbs of power of course orbs of power are the thing they're back baby orbs for days like it's there's no more elemental uh orbs instead all of that stuff got moved into orbs of power you have your kinetic siphon you have your arc solar all that kind of siphon and then harmonic siphon and their their costs have been reduced significantly you also have three slots so you could do three of those siphons um <clears throat> they have some of the artifact mod traits this season have like combinations like void slash strand dual siphon that way you if you're carrying a void weapon and you want to also carry a strand weapon you can do that as well um you know they have a lot of their targeting and stuff has been changed from weapons instead to weapon types so void targeting for example improves target acquisition accuracy and aim down sight speed for void weapons uh or you can do harmonic targeting which is cheaper but it goes off of what your current uh spec is and this is good because typically if you're running void, you're going to be using a void weapon primarily. If you're running arc, you're going to be primarily using an arc weapon because a lot of those subclasses now um, kind of work together well with similar archetypes uh, for certain weapons. You know, you want to be getting those volatile rounds on the void weapons, so you want to be one using void weapons. Um, <clears throat> they also have these mods on each slot that are they're unique to different slots now so for helmet you have these different types of uh you have these green mods which are spenders or not spenders they're generators so this one for example is uh powerful friends collecting an orb of power causes nearby allies to increase their current armor charge by one armor charges are kind of that thing they were adding with weapons where your weapon gets these charges on the left side of your ui now your armor does that as well and different things will use armor charge for example font of wisdom collecting an orb of power now causes you to gain one temporary armor charge so anything that uses armor charges also causes you to pick up armor charges and it says uh, you gain a bonus to intellect while you have any armor charge armor charges now decay over time so you can choose to build with like a decay system where you pick up these charges and you're constantly picking them up and constantly getting these buffs rolling on you or you can do things similar to like one one-off things. Like this is a yellow one, which means it, it's a proc system. So 
you know, collect an orb of power, causes you to gain a temporary armor charge. And this one is when your shields become broken, you gain temporary damage reduction. Consumes three or more stacks of armor charge, granting a longer duration to the damage reduction for each charge consumed. So that's basically, uh, what was that fucking mod that everybody wanted back in the day? Uh, God, I don't even remember I don't, the name I don't of know. It. I can't remember the names of these fucking things. They have, so the green ones are like utility. The blue ones are spenders that are overtime spenders. And then the, the yellow ones are like one-offs. So like charged up, increases the maximum number of stacks of armor charge you can carry by one. They have uh, void reserves, increase the amount of ammo you can carry for void weapons. This is nice because maybe you carry two void weapons. So you don't have to have like a reserve for a specific type and lose out on the other one. Same with targeting. All the targeting is now done and flinching resistance is all done based off the weapon type, not the weapon itself. So like void or stasis or whatever. Um, they've implemented uh, some like resistances for based off of like, oh, it's super cheap because it's it's resisting what you have, what your spec is or something like that. And then the class mods are kind of like the big things. You know, you can still do the similar stuff with uh, finishers and stuff, but they don't consume um, super anymore. They consume a, 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 an armor charge. So for example, you can get healing finishers. So finishers heal you and it consumes one stack of armor charge, or you can get uh, finishers reload all your weapons, consumes one stack of armor charge. You know, you can get the ones that are like, uh, generates an overshield or just whatever. And, um, so they have a lot of cool build options and it doesn't gimp you out of the stuff that you could do in the past. I still have unlimited grenade pretty much with my current build. Uh, but even though they want you to kind of move more towards weapons, but these mods are definitely a lot better. A lot more of them. Like I said, there's three slots now, so you can have three different arc resistance. Now, some of them are like have diminishing returns on stacking or whatever, but the armor mod system is Highly superior. Of course, there's the loadout system now, so you can swap between loadouts of different armor builds. It, that includes the armor you're wearing and the weapons you're equipped with. You constantly have barrier unstoppable and overload uh, applied to you. So as long as you're using that current season's weapon type, as well as they uh, cause certain things to affect it. So overload is now... You can stun overload champions now with arc jolt effects, stasis slow effects, void suppression effects, gear with overload traits, or additional artifact perk effects. So, you know, there's just so many ways to pop champions now. Um, you know, they added the journey thing, which is this interesting, like you start at level six, if you're not a new player, a veteran is called, and there's, this is basically the achievement system, but it has a point to it, you know, you go all the way up to 11, Paragon, uh, these, these are like things to do, you know, complete the Lightfall campaign to get the rank seven elite, complete the weekly cha uh, campaign missions, Earn the get your reputation with the fucking Nimbus thing up. Uh, season of Defiance, raise your season rank seven times. Seasonal challenges, do four seasonal challenges. Yeah, you know, keep going up more and more. So it's just something to work towards. They've of course consolidated triumphs and stuff into that, as well as seasonal challenges. Everything else is pretty much similar. Uh, there's a track for season stuff. I mean. 
not much beyond that aside from weapon crafting. I know there's a lot of changes and I'm not going to talk about all of them. I think probably the one of the bigger changes I would talk about is the crafting system. So when a piece of red border gear drops, the only time it's going to drop is if that weapon can be um a pattern can be extracted from it. So only pattern extractable weapons will drop red borders and only if you don't have the pattern for it and you don't have to do some kind of leveling up bullshit to it. You can just immediately extract the pattern. It'll automatically extract it if you melt it or you can go into the UI and extract it if you want to keep that roll on it until you can build one yourself or whatever. Um, they've talked about how going forward they want to do this with a lot of weapons. They want a lot of exotics and stuff like that to become like the Osteostriga, kind of be a crafting system. I mean, aside from all this bullshit, still pretty fun. They've changed the Nightfall system to where you don't have to get 100,000, for example, in one run. You can collectively add up runs to get to that number to receive your rewards for that week. Um effectively a lot of the harder content is becoming easier now there's no more match game that doesn't exist anymore thank uh, god yeah that's like the biggest fucking change in my opinion no more match game so a lot of hard content's going to be a lot easier because of that they said they're going to add hard content for people kind of focusing more on like the solo aspect of you know completing dungeons or whatever um, that's fine. Whatever people want their difficult content, separate it, but don't get people from not being able to get loot. In my opinion, if you're going to do that, um, they've also consolidated, uh, the loot pulls. So like a lot of the exotics, they used to have to run those special fucking, uh, lost sectors to get They're now in the exotic loot pool. So if you don't have one of those exotics, you never got it. And you do the Xur shit, that guaranteed new uh, exotic will be one of those. Obviously, they added more exotics and shit like that. But uh, there's one more other change they did that I thought was really uh, good, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. I know it was there, we, but it's <laughs> like it was in my head, and then we started talking about the match game. Penis. <laughs> Uh, right, penis. It'll come to me. That's what you were gonna say. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Oh, uh, they're putting a LFG in the game. Again, I'm That's... not gonna praise them for meeting the bare minimum expectation. That's... Oh, of course. <laughs> These are things that we've said should have been in the game. Oh man, when did this game come out? <laughs> when... 2012. Destiny need too long. 2012, really? No. Had to be like 2016. 2017? What? Really? Feels like uh, an eternity. <laughs> it really does. Man, Trump was in office and everything. What a great time. Uh, yeah, ever since then, ever since 2017, we have been saying these are the things that they need. They need an LFG system. Get rid of match game. Champions shouldn't be as hard as they are. They should just be an additional thing to deal with, but it shouldn't be so hard to deal with them. I shouldn't have to change my entire build just to deal with champions. It should just be an enemy that's difficult that I have to turn my attention to. 
not necessarily build for it. Like a lot of times, they'd be, oh, this fucking activity's got all three champion types. That's fucking lame. If you're going to make champions super difficult, they should only ever appear one, maybe two types. I would say one because I can only carry three weapons. So forcing me to bring one weapon type is acceptable. Forcing me to bring three different weapon types, that's fucked up. Oh, you like using SMGs? Well, they're not the seasonal thing this time, so fuck your SMG. That's kind of how it felt. Uh, a lot of exotics, though, by the way, do have built-in stunning capabilities, and I don't know if they're going to add weapons that do that in the epic pool, but we'll see. Apparently, there's not going to be any more light chasing either once your power level reaches i think 1750 is the default i don't know maybe 1770 something like that is the cap then it's they're not going to increase it you're going to be able to increase it yourself over time with artifact levels and then every season it'll just jump back down to whatever the base is and you'll just kind of you know build that up <clears throat> so that you're not every season having to do some big fucking grind of getting to the the power cap and then the pinnacle cap and all this bullshit. 1750, I think, is going to be the finalized power cap. And I think they said they'll do it in expansions. Expansions, they'll do power caps and then they're not going to have these pinnacle caps and shit. Just going to... Just gonna well, be good. Easy. Sounds fucking stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> Grinding the whole season to hit the fucking cap. Making minimal progress. Yeah, it doesn't even really matter too much anyways. I know that there is a benefit to having a power level over the recommended power level. It's not that big of a fucking difference. <laughs> You're still getting fucked up when 20 enemies are shooting at you at the same time at like fucking 10 bullets a millisecond. What? Oh, what's that? It's a regular Vex enemy. Dude, there'll be like five fucking Vex enemies on the ground shooting up at you, and the sound you hear is... <laughs> like, what the fuck are they shooting, man? They're not even reloading! <laughs> Why don't I just break off one of their fucking arms and carry it around everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all I gotta say about Destiny 2. Still not gonna play it, sorry. <laughs> what? Unless we're really bored. I'll have new friends with my LFG. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> we did that already. Monty's the only one still here. Yeah, you hear that, Monty? You're watch. you're one in a hundred. Yeah, Monty, you're replaceable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm joking. Come on. I'm not. Yeah, right. Fucking hate you people. You mean you people? You mean you fucking people? <laughs> I mean you fucking politically incorrect word. Fucking kill Whitey. Kill, kill, kill. I love you. Mama like a boo boo. Alright, <clears throat> well, that's it for Destiny 2. I guess we talk about the last of us shit. It's gonna be short. Yeah, so imagine like you're really into the X Files story. Right, and you're watching, and uh, about 24 episodes a season, and like half of those are Monster of the Week. Because <laughs> that's what's going on with Last of Us. There's nine fucking episodes total. We're already coming up on the last one, and two of them have been some gay shit. 
It's not even that it's gay shit that bothers me. Like, even if those relationships were straight, it's just unnecessary. And here's what happened to me. All right. I caught up on all the episodes on Monday. And I remember the first one the wife and I watched was the one after the Nick Offerman episode. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I'm thinking, why is Joel being such a fucking dick to Ellie? And I'm like, oh, that's right. We haven't made it that far yet. And like, we're in the last episode and he's still being a fucking asshole to Ellie. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like, you haven't developed that at all so yeah, the last one they're gonna is probably gonna be like a, what an hour and 20 minute episode they're gonna go to the fucking zoo and shit and then the whole ending is gonna happen all in one episode they're gonna pretty they're well either they're gonna fail to develop that relationship or it's just it's all gonna happen in one fucking episode so either it's not gonna happen and the show completely misses the point or it is gonna happen and it's gonna feel really contrived because they've wasted Two episodes on irrelevant bullshit. Like the most recent one where it shows how Ellie got bit, that made sense as a DLC, right? Like here's like not really a relevant piece of information. It's not really relevant. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly what I said to my wife. Why are they doing this as an episode? It was DLC. Who fucking cares how she got bit? We already know. Even if you do care, like come out with like a fucking episode 11 where you tie up loose ends, like an epilogue or something. Or you just know? have it be a short flashback for like 15 minutes, man. We don't need to see them running around the mall. In the video game, you're running around the mall because it's fucking gameplay. We don't need to see them going to six different fucking shops. I mean, it's oh. the reason they keep telling us they can't make a good Resident Evil adaptation. Well, it would just be people running around a mansion. Here you go. No. Here's an episode of people fucking running around a mall. Okay with that. Here's here's my problem with the Nick. Oh, they're playing episode. Mortal Kombat retro. I know we already talked about this one, I believe, in the last podcast, and I'm gonna make it short. But all the things I said about that it episode made it short. Cool. You know what I'm saying? But that episode, <laughs> that, <laughs> that episode was a waste of time because you have a. This would be okay if you're doing multiple seasons, but they're not. Yeah, and then the next day, the creator of the show comes out and says, "Yeah, we did. We threw that in there to to piss off the conservatives." <laughs> yeah, it's like, huh? And did, did I don't he actually say that. Yeah, imagine pissing what? off the fucking people that play the game that aren't conservatives. You dumb fuck. What, because what they want to see person you do something wonderful. Purposely, there are people who are not fucking conservatives who love this game and love these characters and want to see them done justice on the big screen so they can go to their friends that don't play games and say, look at this thing I enjoy and enjoy it with me. And this fucking asshole's out here like, you can't believe Got him. Fuck off, you faggot. I'm so fucking sick of that shit, okay? This is a time period where, like, you can literally make a TV show and it be a massive fucking success. But this used to not be the case. People got TV show epic. <laughs> That's for some shit for Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> some of the best shit ever in history has come out on the Sci-Fi Channel. By the way, Battlestar Galactica, a fucking maybe that was Stargate. Say. I don't remember. Stargate, all of them. Sliders. All of them. Sliders, Farscape. Was, was uh, how many good fucking shows? Was Serenity okay. on that? Or, sorry, no, no Serenity was Fox. That's why I got canceled. The fucking here's the problem. Okay, they're ta- they they should have taken their fucking time with this 
story instead of trying to push it out. I was skeptical. Eh, fucking one season. Okay. I mean, there's some notes they're going to have. There's some changes that have to be made. It's like George Martin said about Game of Thrones. Well, you make some changes here. You're going to have, it's going to make some big changes down the line. Gonna, okay. So I was fine with it. Okay. This means that Bill needs to just be a small character on the side that helps them on the way through. This means that Henry needs to be a small character on the side of the wall because you're not going to get people attached. Yes, there will be normie Zoomers who are like, oh my God, Henry. Oh, he, he killed himself. You just fucking met him 20 minutes ago. You, you didn't even get to spend a whole fucking episode with him. The episode ends and then it cuts to the Oh, guys, look. He's with his deaf brother. Isn't that sad? Yeah, that's sad. Oh, man, he's deaf. That's terrible to live through life like that. That's rough. Okay. Oh, and he's killed himself. Okay, moving on to the next episode. Wow. Why the fuck would you do that? Why would you do that? At least you spent two fucking episodes with Tess. You didn't even fucking give Henry one extra episode. You just off the black guy in one fucking episode. Like, that's a really... You go watch people play the video game. Go watch normies and video gamers play the video game. Every fucking death they react to. Why? Because they spend time with these characters. Because when you're running around, looting places, and, and fighting enemies, there's dialogue happening. You're spending time with them. You're learning about their character traits, whether they're likable or not. And that's a... Re you spend so much time with Henry and Sam in the game. It's fucking crazy. They go underground in the fucking tunnels and you, you get separated and you're with Sam instead of Ellie and Ellie's off with Henry. And it's an interesting dynamic. You get the, you turn, you, you end up liking this kid. This kid's a good kid. And then it turns around and he fucking gets bit and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, that's fucked up. And then Henry just offs himself in the final scene. It's like a shocking moment that you don't see coming. You can't, you see it coming fucking far away in this fucking show, man. Like he's going to kill himself. Like, it's very obvious. Even as somebody that doesn't know, you can tell just by the way he's fucking acting. In the game, it was great. He's like, that's my fucking brother, man. He's aiming his gun at fucking, like, it's serious. He's like, oh, shit, is he going to shoot Joel? You don't know. You don't know. Because this game has already, at that point, set up character deaths where it, people have died and there's nobody that's safe. And then you hit Henry and it's like, oh my God, nobody's safe in this show, in this game. Nobody. That's why when fucking Joel falls from the fucking rafter thing at the university and fucking spears himself on the rebar, you're like, he, he could fucking die. That's, that's a serious fucking wound, man. Serious wound in the apocalypse. In this show, now he just gets stabbed a little bit. He's a little stab, about two inches. Little two inch stab wound. Oh no, is he gonna make it? <laughs> Let's definitely. Oh, okay. not in the long run, no. Oh, he's falling off the horse and she's doing the thing from the show. Joel, you gotta get up, Joel. <sighs> Fucking tranny Let's, turns his face into a titleist. Cut the black. Okay, next episode. Oh, look. We're starting with her next to him, treating his wound instead of what they did in the game. Where you all, you're like, is Joel okay? Okay, there's a rabbit. Oh, we're hunting it. Oh, it's Ellie. Oh my God, I'm playing just as Ellie and it's winter time and she's all by herself. And you play through the game for like 40 fucking minutes before you even get a hint that Joel is alive. 40 fucking minutes. 
In this one, they're like, this is a great time to insert the DLC that nobody give a fuck about. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are much. you doing? Like, what are you doing? Who cares about it? This adds nothing to the show. Nothing. Oh, look, Ellie's lesbian, guys. And? And her girlfriend's black, so, you know, twofer. Got to put that episode let me in. Tell you, let me tell you how the DLC ruined the game to some degree and ruins your fucking show because you're too fucking stupid. You're so fucking stupid that you want to have your little lesbian kiss moment because it was in the DLC and you can't wait giddily to put that in the show because you already had your gay guys kissing. Now you need your gay girls kissing. And we can't wait to put this in the show because you're so fucking quick to do this. You didn't stop for a second and go, wait a minute. This is stupid. They shouldn't... <laughs> How many episodes do we have left? One? Uh, so Ellie, oh well. So Ellie gets bitten. The girl she's falling in love with and her best friend gets bitten. And presumably she has to kill Riley or somebody shows up and kills Riley. This is something they don't even cover in the show. I was hoping they'd at least cover it in the show. It's so stupid that they didn't even cover it in the show because they didn't cover it in the game. They just cut away. Oh, okay. Hi, guys. It happened. And now we're back here and she was bitten. What happened? Did she have to kill Riley? Did Riley just die? No, but, turned? you know, she's saving Joel for sure. No, this is serious writing shit I'm talking about right here. What happened to Riley? Because if some soldier shows up and finds them going crazy together and only one of them's crazy, they're going to look to see she was bit. She's going to get beep, beep, checked. So clearly she didn't run into any soldiers. So she sat there and went crazy with Riley. So what happened? You can only presume that Riley went crazy and Ellie had to kill her own fucking best friend that she was falling in love with. Uh, you don't come out of that with a chipper fucking attitude. It doesn't work. The DLC should have never existed and it shouldn't be in the show because it creates a character flaw that doesn't exist. Somebody that goes through that is going to harden they're not going to be some chipper fucking kid going around telling puns from a pun book. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm just a kid in the zombie apocalypse. Get it? I'm innocent because I'm a kid. Except killing your best friend who just turned into a zombie when you didn't because they're trying to fucking murder you doesn't equal innocence. That's why it should have never existed in the game and why nobody cares for it as a DLC and writes it off as stupid bullshit. And that's why putting it in your show was the dumbest fucking thing you could possibly fucking do. Because now you have this character who we've spent six episodes with who's chipper as fuck in the face of zombie. Dude, she walks past a pile of corpses and looks like she's never seen a dead person before. But her and her friend saw them in one in the fucking hallway that falls through the fucking floor in that episode. You fucking retard! Did you not... Are you just... Playing it by ear? Did you not write out the whole fucking story? Did you not have an editor go, mm, yeah, this doesn't make any sense because back here, uh, she saw her friend, she was with her friend in an apartment and they saw a dead body and she got her face right up to it. Right here, she's acting like she's never seen a dead body before. What's that about? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Even in the game, they do that shit. Oh, I fucking killed him, huh? She, 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 she's so fucking like timid about killing somebody and she's so timid, you know, yet. Yeah, she's fucking been through all this shit with Riley. 
It's fucking dumb, and it shouldn't exist in the episode, and it's just there for fucking my liberal... Yeah, my liber- it's the Resident Evil Zero of agenda. Last of Us episodes. Yeah, really, it is. And that's not to say the other two episodes. The, the Henry episode, just dumb. Having the kid be deaf, not an issue. Whatever, I get it, fine. Oh, he's even more dependent on his brother, so that makes it sad. Okay, sure, but again, this show should have been multiple seasons... Or you should have made people like Henry side characters that be, mean nothing. They run into him for a little bit. You can't do guy kills himself in shocking moment after you just fucking met him. Let me let me explain this to you in terms of empathy levels, okay? Because I get it. You know, we talked about this a little earlier at the beginning of the podcast, maybe, or maybe it was before the podcast. I don't remember. It's all a blur. Where the idea, I think it was in the podcast, actually. It's been going on for so long. And we were talking about Resident Evil, the idea of heroes, like Leon, the idea of like the hero is he's good for no reason. He's just fucking good. Oh, wow. So that's how I'm supposed to react. When I see Henry and his brother, I'm supposed to, oh, he's just a good person. Yeah. Do that with a homeless person. The next homeless person you see standing on the street corner, give them all your money because you're just a good person and that's how you're supposed to be, right? No, you know why you don't give them all your money? Because you don't fucking know them. And you don't care. You don't fucking care what happens to them. Why? Because it doesn't affect your life. That's how everybody is. Everybody's that way. You'd give money to them if you knew them. But you don't know them. And you don't know Henry in this fucking episode. So why would you give a fuck if he offs himself? Imagine you're walking down the street and there's some homeless guy. And he's killing himself. And he just shoots himself in the head. You're going to go, oh my God, that's shocking. Anyways, guess I better get to the grocery store. They close at 9 p.m. Because the grocery store is not going to stay open because a bum killed himself next to you. Like, this is, this is reality. Okay? So when you have... By the way, there's nine episodes total. The, the mall episode was episode seven, so I was wrong. There's two more. They wasted an entire episode. I, like... I said that the episode about Bill was a waste of time. It should have been half of it, Ellie and Joel, and then half of it, they meet up with Bill. You could have a quarter of it showing some of Bill's backstory, whatever. You know how impactful it is to have Bill with you this whole time, and then you walk into this building, and there's somebody hanging there, and he's like, that's my partner. And then... You're like, oh shit, that was that was his friend, that was his buddy. And then you get in the car and she's looking at a fucking magazine she stole from him and it's a fucking gay porn mag and you're like, oh, partner. Well, that's sad. That's even sadder. And Bill doesn't die in the game, by the way. He's still there. He just lets you go on your way. They could have done that. And by the way, they completely missed out on the fucking great set piece that would have been yeah, well, fucking high no. school. Uh, apparently... <clears throat> They don't want to say that, you know, sexual preference can actually be a deciding factor of whether or not you're mentally unstable or not. But, you know, killed himself because he's a perfectly healthy human being. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I mean, what what, what, what are they trying to tell you? I don't know. It's, it's a waste of fucking time in a, in a show that should be 
just about Ellie and Joel because it's one season long. You can do these things. You can do a whole episode on Bill and his gay love try affair bullshit. You can do that in a fucking show that's going to be multiple seasons or at least one season with like 20 fucking episodes. What the fuck are you doing wasting time on a backstory that changes nothing? What does it change? If you're gay and you watch The Last of Us, and then you've never seen the game, and you watch episode seven, what what are you doing? Are you going, oh my god, she's gay? That makes me like her more. What What is what? What is wrong with you? That's me. I can no, see myself see in the movie. I go, man, shit's pretty fucked up, isn't it? Doesn't make you like her anymore. You it's think like, people damn, are going to really go talk about shit. straight and gay in the goddamn zombie apocalypse where you can be ripped apart? Nobody cares about that. If you're if you see yourself in other characters because they're like you, you have a problem. You are not empathetic. You cannot empathize with people if they fucking look and act like you. That's not empathizing. Okay, that's you. You're just seeing yourself. It's the opposite of empathy. I'm Ellie. I like. Making out with women. <laughs> totally. It's just a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It doesn't even, it, it adds nothing to her character because her character doesn't even make any fucking sense in the first place with that kind of fucking backstory. It doesn't work. It never worked. It was a throwaway line that she says to Joel in the house whenever she runs away and he has to go find her talking about the first person that died on me was my best friend. And that, that's it. It's a throwaway line. We'll just sit here and lose our minds together. That's what she says. And that's as far as you had to take it. But fucking Neil, don't fucking. <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, fucking, I'm an ally. Uh, I'm going to make a character. Oh, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why don't you just have Henry butt fucking his brother? Hey, that's taboo, right? That's another taboo thing that's in our culture. But hey, man, don't be. Hey, there's people that are born being attracted to kids. They can't help it. There's people that are born being attracted to the same sex. They can't help it. Maybe there's people that are born being attracted to their own sister. They can't help it, right? Let's just keep on going down the trail. Fucking Sam should have been fucking his brother. <laughs> like, what? what the fuck, man? Who fucking cares in a zombie apocalypse show? This is not a fucking hospital show, okay? Where all that shit belongs. Oh my god, I gotta, I gotta do open heart surgery. Yeah, but I'm gay. <laughs> okay, dude. Fuck. I haven't what? told you in five minutes, so I thought I'd just reiterate in case you forgot. Let me ask, let me ask Neil Druckmann and the director of this game, this show. Who asked? <laughs> Twitter did. A lot of people on Twitter. So now you have two episodes to introduce a pedophile cannibalist, cannibalistic pedophile uh, leader who's in charge of a group of cannibals that uh, Joel's been killing their people because the people in the town weren't the cannibals. Now they were Trump supporters. So we had to change that. Um, Wait, what? Did I miss that? What town? Yeah, there were definitely Trump supporters. The people chasing Henry, right? Of course, all the white people were chasing the one black guy. Um, <laughs> they were cannibals? No, they're supposed to be in the game. In the game, 
when you run into the cannibal pedophile guy, he's talking about how yeah, it's, it's a group of group came through here and just killed so many of our people. Funny thing is, it was a guy and a little girl, and that's that's when you know, oh shit, the guy shows up with a gun and he's you know it's a standoff and she gets the medicine. They tra- they follow her back to the place where she's got Joel. And then she leads them away, and she gets caught, and she gets almost fucking molested, raped, and eaten, and t- twice. And then Joel has to come save her. Is that going to happen? Are we going to write that out because we can't have Joel saving the girl because that's that's toxic masculinity? Probably. I mean, he talked with uh, Anna Sarkeesian before making part two, right? So now he's got a retcon part one. Not only do you have to do that, you have to then have them find the fireflies. So you're going to do what? One whole fucking episode of that? And then they just, they find the fireflies and the whole thing goes down with the fireflies. We're spoiler alert. No, episode eight is actually going to be where Tommy realizes he's gay, even though what's her face is pregnant. And he's just going to leave. a black woman for no reason. just completely changed her to a black woman i don't even remember her character so i don't tried care to fucking tried to fucking make communism out like it was a good thing yeah of course they're communists they're in a zombie apocalypse of course it's a commune it's something called communism scaling only works when everyone is poor yeah or That's when there's the like less point. than a hundred people yeah, <laughs> in yeah. like a survival situation what is your point what are you trying to what point are you trying to make director it only works in that scenario, idiot. Like, what's the point of having an economy when there's no outside entities to trade with, really, and you have everything you need? What are you going to do? Charge people money? Every, it's already in everyone's best interest to work to produce shit. Why the fuck would... Our economy. That's not an economy. You <laughs> <laughs> just all about her blowing each other for fucking food. I know, isn't it great? <laughs> no. It's not great at all. You want a blowjob or you want food? Also, no one has a gun. No guns allowed. Well, here's how it works. So, like, if you want food, if you have food, I can give you a blowjob for food. If you don't have food, you got to give a blowjob for food. (laughs) I like this place. Look at all this food I have. (laughs) (laughs) Trick is, only the government has the food. So get to sucking. You don't think this is bad? No, I love sucking dick. I, I love how they're every chance they get. Ooh, those fucking Fedra fascists. It's like, yeah, that's the government. The like, that's the what's game. left of the government. You know the whole that, right? point of the game that both sides were a problem. Like, that was the whole point in the game. Well, the whole point was there is no good and evil. It's just all gray area. You do what yeah. you have to do to survive. Let's see what they do, man. I'm I'm not hopeful for the finale because in the game... I mean, you go the whole game, from what I remember, thinking that Fedra's a bunch of assholes, and then it turns out that the Fireflies did all this knowing that Ellie would have to get her fucking brain ripped out, right? In order to even maybe possibly find yeah. a solution. Which is fucked up. And Joel kills all of them and leaves with her and lies to her that they weren't even looking for a cure. He lies to her. That's the whole point. And... You're supposed to feel odd about that at the end. You're supposed to be like, mm, because some people get it and some people don't. Well, it's really a I test of your empathy, right? It's like a right, long, exactly. drawn-out version of the trolley problem. Exactly. 
So I don't even have kids, and I can empathize with Joel, who lost his daughter 20 years prior and found her again in this other girl and wants to protect her, just like he would his daughter. Because if it was his daughter on that operating table, he would kill all of them. That's the that's the empathy you're supposed to have for him. If you don't know what you're you don't know how to feel about that, you don't have empathy. If you think that he's bad for doing that, you don't have empathy. You're not empathizing with him at all. They try to spin it in the the second game like she wanted to die. I don't that doesn't make sense. Like again, you could have made Ellie this character that wanted to die because she lost Riley and all this shit, but that's not the character you have. You can't People who are depressed and want to kill themselves don't go around making jokes all the time and fucking reading pun books and acting like innocent children, okay? Well, this is the part that kind of struck me is I know you were saying that she doesn't look like Ellie and doesn't really act like Ellie, and I don't know. I mean, it's similar, but what they were really going for, what they were going for really is, you know, that rare case of the child actor who who acts older than they are. And she was one of those people. She proved that in Game of Thrones, right? Yep. But then they have her going around doing all this kid shit, which yeah. completely goes against her her character. Yeah, Ellie, <laughs> right? Ellie acts like an adult in the game, even though she's a kid. But in this, it's... Well, she has a few of those moments where she's, like, trying to be a kid again. But, like, it's the whole time in this one. She goes from saying fuck and wanting a gun to, you know, reading fucking comic books and... Being kid dumb, you know, like so yelling and shit when she like, should be quiet and, you know. Somebody investigate this fucking director because first it was the tampons. Like, oh, she found tampons. Like, oh, okay, fine. I guess you're telling us for some reason that she hit puberty. I don't care. I don't see how that's relevant. I don't know. My and wife then, found both the tampon the, scenes funny. And then the other scene was <laughs> like, oh, here's a fucking menstrual cup. Like, okay, we get it. She's menstruating. What the fuck are you doing this is a 14 year old why are we talking about a 14 year old's vaginal fucking excretion we already know she's 14 you yep, she's another another unnecessary detail i even said that to my wife she like laughed i'm like why is this necessary it's like yeah well you know those are more effective probably in a survival situation because you don't you can reuse yeah, it and it's like this okay. is a movie yeah this like a TV show. <laughs> again yeah it's a you're you're right i mean in this situation that probably is like striking gold but you don't see any scenes of like some dude finding a condom and being like fuck yeah yes. <laughs> some 12 year old imagine like what's the little kid's name who gets bit sam yeah, Sam. Like Sam finding condoms and being like, fuck yeah. <laughs> or a fucking fleshlight. Yeah. What is that? It starts fingering it. What the? What is this? This makes my pee-pee feel weird. Oh, he's trying to sleep and shit. The, the equivalent, by the way. <laughs> I know that people will be like, that's a false equivalency. Here's an equivalent, and I'll tell you. And I'll let it's you called a comparison. Equivalent. I always fucking hate no, that. No, no, it's fine. You it's can't fine. compare those two an, things. They're different. It's like the only things you can compare are things that are an different. Equivalent that'll fuck. make you feel weird. It's as if Sam was walking around and found a razor blade, and they hinted that his fucking ball hair started growing. How necessary would that be? Oh, here's something girls don't have to deal with. It would only be necessary if they made it necessary. Like he's trying to climb over a fence. Oh my God, my scrotum hair got stuck in the fence. (laughs) (laughs) If only I had a razor. Like it's not going to play into the story. It's not. At no point is she going, oh no, I'm bleeding. I should have wore that cup. They can smell the blood. 
So when does the Last of Us remake come out? It's March something, right? Oh, March twenty eighth. Did it ever come out on PC? Or it was on Epic, wasn't it? That's why I never bought it. No, it's not out yet. Oh, okay. It's well, March twenty eighth. It. March twenty eighth is a Tuesday. So Resident Evil Four remake comes out on the twenty fourth. It's a Friday. I might take a few days off. <laughs> Now, the thing about The Last of Us remake is it's going to combine the best of both worlds. The best part of The Last of Us Part 2, which is the gameplay, and the best part of The Last of Us Part 1, which is the story. It's the gameplay for Part 1 is pretty bad. The story for Part 2 is pretty bad. So it's it's like a, a perfect combo. Nation. Are they charging full price for that? Probably. It's Sony. <laughs> I don't know if I'll pay full price. Yeah. That might be a game we wait on. Yeah. It depends how much uh, life Resident Evil 4 has in it, really. I think it'll have a lot more than three days. It depends how good it is. It depends how many times I want to... It, it depends if I'm going to want to go back and like collect everything 100%. Are you expecting it to be bad? Huh? No, I'm not expecting it to be bad. It's just, you know... Just like Resident Evil 4 wasn't bad... It's not a bad game. It just pisses me off how much praise it gets and how far it deviated from the original Resident Evil. This seems to be falling into the same pitfalls. It's going to be more obvious because you're not remaking a PlayStation game. You're remaking a GameCube game. So yeah. the difference isn't going to be as stark as it normally is. So I mean, the, the gist of the Last of Us conversation is that... Uh... It doesn't it seem just, to be going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's too slow. They're not... I mean, it's too fast. It's happening too fast. But at the same time, nothing's happening. Um, well, all these episodes that are, you know, Nick Offerman's story and Ellie's backstory and shit, that's another two-plus hours you could have devoted to developing these characters. And yeah. again, you only have nine episodes. If you wanted to fucking have this backstory for everyone fleshed out, you should have made it fucking 15 or more episodes. It's not going to make sense. I, I think normies, super normie NPC level brain people will walk away from this going, that was good. Um, but I think your average unempathetic Zoomer type ain't going to get it because even boomers, like there's going to be no connection whatsoever to it in their mind between Ellie and and Joel, there's not... There's, I mean, there's only there's very so small time. glimpses that they're warming up to each other. Yeah, and we're in two episodes. And I bet you they're going to do it this way, right? The thing that really changes no Joel's mind is that Ellie saved his life. He saved his life, and she's going to save his life or something, and, and he's going to save her life, and it's going to be... oh my! Like, Why would she stitch up that wound instead of cauterizing it? Just saying. Now, what are the chances of finding... Oh, look, a needle and string! Really? You found that before you found, you know, a piece of metal and something hot? So easy. And that being and fucking sterile. Had, this is so easy. And this her knowing not, how to fucking do it. This is not some video game like Mortal Kombat where the story is convoluted and retarded and you have to make something work. The story for The Last of Us already exists in a perfect form. There's not a lot of things you can change about the story of The Last of Us that makes it better 
but there's a lot of things you can do to make it worse. And one of those is speeding through it as fast as possible. Nobody's, listen, the reason why games like Mass Effect are beloved is because people spend so much time in those games with those characters. This is the difference between the two. This is why when you make a two-hour movie and in the first 30 minutes kill off a character like I'm supposed to give a fuck, it doesn't work. There are rules in movies where you, you have to make a character so likable before you kill them off after two hours of film for it to even work. When you think about characters that have existed in films and how many sequels they've had to do before you gave a fuck, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in The Predator, the reason why you are invested in this character is because he's likable, okay? There are characters that die off in that movie that you don't give a fuck about because they die so early. And there's lines that are delivered that make you like like the the guy cutting his chest on the log like with the knife that makes you like that kid like oh my god this guy's badass what a fucking and you know he dies and you're like ah fuck that guy's gone right like fucking uh the go fucking governor of Minnesota's character like I ain't got time to bleed that's a cool line he's a sexual tyrant so when he dies the black guy, oh my god, like, you're so invested in that character that you you hate that he dies. Like, these are, Jurassic Park, great example, great example, Jurassic Park. Here's a character I bet most people don't realize they're invested in, but they never really think about it. When I say Jurassic Park, you're thinking about, like, the main character. Samuel Jackson. And, and stuff like that. No, the character you're invested in is the hunter. That guy, right? Clever girl. That guy. You're invested in that guy because he's likable. Even though he's just some side character fucking dude that's helping them hunt shit. Okay? And he dies in a heroic, sacrificial way to protect someone. The guy who dies on the toilet? No, no, no. What? <laughs> no, the clever girl guy. Like, he gets the jumped by raptors. <laughs> oh, what are you yeah. Talking about? It's been a while. That's how you... The kids... The kids are likable, so you're invested in them surviving. You cannot do things where you can... It's like a fucking Friday the 13th movie. You don't care about any of those characters because they're unlikable. And you're not supposed to. The one character you're invested in is like the fucking character that survives to the end. Because they're somewhat likable, right? They're surrounded by pompous type people. These people that are going to die, right? They're, they're unlikable, pompous, full of themselves, you know, partiers. And this, this is just a meager girl that's a virgin and she's having a good time and she just wants to be with her friends, but she's not, you know, because you can maybe relate or empathize with it a little bit. But the other ones, fuck these people. I know these people. I go to school with these people. I went to school with these people. I work with these people. Fuck these people. And so when the first person dies in the game, you don't care. You fucking give a shit. That's what they're doing in this show. You can't care about Bill. Why? Because unless somehow him being gay makes you care more. Yeah, okay. Bill's character certainly was... Uh, when you look at that episode, it's a good episode. Constructed well. There's good character development. Absolutely. You can care about that character, but they kill him off right away. Right away. Imagine if you would have held on to that character for two more episodes. Maybe even one more, just one more. Had him go 
had him still be alive, didn't kill himself because he's the survivor type, right? He alludes to that. I'm a survivor. Doesn't kill himself, right? Uh, he's depressed. Joel's there. He's angry, just like he is in the game. Why is he angry? Because his fucking partner just killed himself recently. He's been angry for like a month or so by himself. And, and he takes Joel around and does these things, takes him to the school and so maybe sacrifices himself to help them escape from a big fucking giant bloater and gets his fucking face ripped off or something. I mean, you don't have to show it, but like people would be invested in him then. If you're going to spend a whole episode on a character, let them be invested in for the next fucking episode where you off them. You don't introduce Henry and his fucking deaf brother and then off them in the same episode. You do it in the next episode. For fuck's sake, you know what this show has set a precedent for? That anybody that you just met is gonna fucking die, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> well, this is this the only way. <laughs> what is this? I'm surprised they didn't kill Tommy randomly for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? I, I, I like it. Also, just fixes plot hole problems. It, it, okay, Bill kills himself, and then they go into Bill's bunker where he has so many fucking guns, and they don't take any of them. What? And what's that about? Instead, he builds a fucking battery for a car. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> Ain't nobody out here building a battery for a car from scrap. <laughs> Just materials somebody found around the neighborhood. It'd, wait, it'd make way more sense if they went to the fucking high school and got the battery. It'd make way more sense, dude. Way more sense. Just go use the, high, the, the the high school as the set piece. Then you have your bloater encounter. Instead of this fucking bullshit episode of like, ah, oh, they're fucking under the ground in this town in Salt Lake City. Oh, fucking Henry is being chased because he... Oh, guys, get this. He told on people. Oh, man, there was a good guy, too, that he ran... A, oh, man, that's great story development. Yeah, oh, he did. Okay, well, fuck it, I guess. What, what do we have instead? Two characters with no backstory, except for this guy lost his daughter? Wow. Better get some backstory for this girl. Look, this is how she was bitten, and she's lesbian. Okay, I guess we're there. They still don't like each other. <laughs> In the game, Ellie likes Joel way sooner than Joel likes Ellie. But Joel already likes Ellie by the time they leave Tommy's. Because it's a realization that is had from his meeting with his brother. His reuniting with his brother realizes that family is what he's been missing this whole fucking time. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to take her, even though I said I, you was going to take her. I'm going to take her. Like I, from that point, I'm not even a huge fan of the game, but even I can watch this show and be like, they're missing the fucking point. <laughs> like completely. They're going to try to shoehorn it in at the end, but... It, like anyone who's never played the game, if you go back and rewatch the show, you're never going to see that like <laughs> any of the characters changing until the last episode, right? They're just kind of dicks to each other. You know, it's really awkward because this last episode they did was just terribly done in my opinion, in the sense that the scenes with Joel, I think the show lasted longer than it took me to finish the DLC. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not talking about the DLC segments. I'm talking about, when it was her and Joel and she's patching him up the way he looks. I mean, I can't really blame Pedro for being directed to just lay down and look like he's dying. Uh, 
but like it's so quick the beats right like he fights this guy and then oh no he's been stabbed and he pulls out like two inches of fucking depth of being stabbed by this thing man let me tell you it takes a lot of stabs to kill somebody a lot well of one well-placed one but you know they usually reflect that in movies where uh well if they're smart if the blood well, comes what? out kind of dark that's not good well what i think uh happened? what was that fucking world war one movie 1917 I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, they do pretty much the best what happens when you get stabbed in a vital organ thing. Like, So just real quick, this fucking German plane comes down and this one U.S. soldier, there's two of them kind of running through the country. Um, They're right next to where this plane crashes and he decides to save the German soldier, right? So he does. And what does the German soldier do? Stabs this motherfucker. It's it's Tommen from Game of Thrones, by the way. Same actor. And... uh, you know, in normal movies, you'd be like, oh, he got stabbed in the gut. No big deal. Well, this is a big deal because you could see as the scene goes on that he's getting paler and paler in his face and his lips are turning blue and shit. And then eventually he just bleeds out and dies. And, you know, not every movie is like that accurate or show or anything. Well, <laughs> but this is totally not like that because, you know, she she gets Joel back to the this whatever cabin and he's still bleeding. Like they've done nothing to stem the bleeding. They haven't patched right. it up. It's basically just him pressing against his wound as hard as he can, which probably isn't hard because he's barely conscious. And and then she starts giving him the stitches and he, I don't know if he passes out from shock or something. So I don't know what they're trying to like portray here. Are they trying to fake you out and make you think that Joel's dead? Or, I mean, they really did such a great job in the game. I had to show my wife right that right afterwards immediately the scene from the game and you know he's up on a third floor or some shit at a university a balcony fighting with some dude they both fall you know he, he cracks the dude's neck right before they fall and they go off the ledge and he falls onto a piece of rebar that's probably two feet long and she crawls down and he's laying down there wincing and you're waiting for her to crawl all the way down. And he's like, what do you want me to do? She says, what do you want me to do? And he says, he's just a badass still, this, which is the whole point of Joel. He's like, you're going to have to pull, right? So she grabs both his arms and he's like, pull! And there, she's pulling him off this fucking rebar. And you know that's making it worse. And he gets up and like, you play as him for the next 10 minutes getting back to the horse. With like the screen warming it. You got that heartbeat effect. Doom, 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 doom. You know, he's barely able to move. And she's covering him and he's doing the best he can. And she helps him get up on the horse finally. And he's on the horse and they're riding. And then it's not until she looks back down the road after a while going, I think we're good. That's when he like sighs and collapses over. Like, okay, she's going to be okay. I can die now. That's his like mentality. Falls over. She's over top of him. What do I do? What are you? She's being hysterical. And then it fades out, cuts winter, which at this point you've been set up twice that at the every end of a season a character dies. First it was Tess, then it was Henry. And now here we are, right? And uh you start playing as Ellie. And there's no you, there's you don't know that he's alive until she asks for medicine from the pedophile guy. And you're like, oh, that's probably, you know, unless you're mentally retarded, 
in which case you have to wait till she gets back and finds that Joel's there kind of unconscious, you know, sleeping it out, I guess you would say. Not really a coma, but just, you know, sleeping it off. And it kind of plays to the idea that he didn't bleed out because it was already becoming winter. You know, it was so cold. It was starting to snow as they were riding off on the horse and all that shit when he fell over. That maybe it's the cold that has allowed him to, you know, stay alive because the cold will kind of drop your your body temperature and lower the uh, the process of your heartbeat and all that shit to some degree. Yeah, I don't uh, think I've, that's how that works. Well, to, it's definitely you're definitely going to survive. When it's a, cold, the blood flow gets diverted to your outer layers, or you, well, maybe not inner it's layers. Inner layers. So would that made you bleed bleed out faster then? I well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It just it all depends. If it, I don't know. Does the blood freeze? I don't know. <laughs> not while like, it's how in cold you. Does it have to bleed? Yeah, well, on the outside, I don't, I don't know. The point is, I think it slows your metabolism, which might have some effect on your longevity. I mean, there's the story of like, think, and, unless you're Walt story. Disney, I don't know if it really matters. Yeah, there's probably something to it. Listen, the point is, it doesn't show her patching him up and shit. He's just already been patched up because you don't need to show that because when you show that, it leads to weird shit and weird questions. And this is why this director is fucking stupid. You. This is a problem in a lot of shows these days and movies where it's like this is the this is the like the the sign of bad writing, bad directing, whatever, whichever one it was, probably directing in this case because it's already been written and it's not the way it was written. If you sometimes when you do things, it causes problems about other things. Like showing her trying to save him because she already lost Riley. She doesn't want to lose him. And that's the whole point of the flashback, guys. Okay, but now he's laying there looking weird and bleeding out and he's not out. He should be out. He should be blacked out. He fell off a fucking horse. Well, he fell After he bled out just... for an hour or two, you know? Yeah. So he's he should be unconscious, almost coma-like. We don't need details. I don't need to hear from a doctor or be a doctor. You just tell me simple shit that I can accept. You know, you don't have to convince me. You just have to do things that are acceptable already. Like, oh, he's passed out. Oh, okay. Is he dead? I don't know. Well, he's moving a little bit. He's breathing. Okay, so he's passed out or something. That's what my brain would do in a situation. I'm not going to sit here and go, well... His hypothalamus was punctured, so he's not, like, I'm not going to fucking throw shit like that. At him. But if he's sitting there conscious, looking at her while she's doing this, I'm going to be thinking, why did he fall off the horse? What, he just fell off the horse and looked at her the whole time? She got him back on the horse, obviously, right? Like, what? And then, what? why is he awake? That's it, just stuff you shouldn't be doing, man. I don't know. It's a shame because this this could have been much better, but it's gonna at this rate it's gonna end up pretty mediocre. And it's a shame because the, the casting is good, the costume department's really good, the effects are really good. Uh, everything about this show's good except for the director. And the best scenes in this movie are when they're just repeating shit straight out of the game. Hundred percent, line for line shit from the game. <clears throat> yeah, you'd probably be better off just watching all the cutscenes on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
sorry, Pedro, but I've said this already. And I got to say this about Ellie. Like, I don't know that this girl is going to be able to pull off the final scene of Ellie looking into the camera and saying, okay, after she asked Joel if he's telling the truth and he's like, I swear. And then it like just hangs on her. It lingers on her face looking like she's got doubt in her eyes and then just accepting it. Okay. I don't know if this actor is going to be able to pull that off like Ashley Johnson did. Because I'm sorry, Ashley Johnson is a superior actress, clearly. By the way, they should have used Ashley Johnson. Okay, hang on. I know people say, like, hang oh, on Ashley a sec. Johnson? Amy's going to answer our question. So, this is my wife, Amy. Okay. <laughs> now. Hi. Having not played the games, how would you, in your own words, describe Joel and Ellie's relationship? How do they feel about each other? Eh, Father-daughter, I'd say. Really? You think it's made it that far? Yeah, it's been months. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's about it, right? And, you know, kind of father-daughter. But... I mean, like I said, it's going it's <laughs> to hit on people. It's going to hit where... It they haven't earned it. They haven't earned it, but it's going to hit where it needs to hit for the average viewer. But it's not going to be award-winning. You know, it's not going to be something that just... I don't know, man. Like, throughout the game, Joel goes from being a dick... To being a dick in the interest of protecting Ellie, but you you don't really ever see that because he continues to be a dick to Ellie, at least up until episode seven. Yeah, if, or eight. Playing the whatever the next the game, episode is. By the time they leave Tommy's, when you're playing the game, he's like being really nice to her. He's very protective. He's kind of like mentioning the comic books and all these things. This is stuff that the show will never be able to get because obviously you're not going to spend that much time. So they should have just spent all their time with Joel and Ellie. It's like, it's this weird thing where the, 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 I'm telling you right now, I guarantee it's something where this director is like, you can't have a show where it's just the same two characters the whole time. We got to have other characters interluded in there. But they, they had that. Yeah. And then they blew it. (laughs) Could have had Bill walking around with him for two episodes. Could have had Tess for a third episode. Could have had Henry and Sam walking around for two whole episodes. And then you're right where you need to be. Right where you need to be where it's just the two of them. Just the last of us. Going through the final bits. I mean, here's here. listen to how crazy this is. In two episodes, they have to meet a pedophile cannibal and all his cannibal cronies she has to deal with that get caught after she gives them a run for their money okay uh joel has to wake up go to save her save her uh and get the fuck out of there and then after that they have to make it all the way from there to 
the West Coast, was it Washington or something? I don't remember. Uh, and find the find Mar what was her name? Marlene, some shit like that. <laughs> sure. Find her and the Fireflies who have somehow already made it there, and that's because in the game they get slowed down a lot. In the show, they haven't really gotten slowed down that much at all, but okay. Uh, she's there with all the Fireflies, and they find them. And by the way, in the game, it's beautiful because she doesn't know how to swim. She talks about it the whole game, and then Joel falls into the water, and he's drowning because of a current, and she risks her life knowing she can't swim to come over to save him because, and that's supposed to be your tell that she really fucking cares about this dude as like a father figure or a family, family member. And of course she falls in the water. Joel panics because he cares about her now too and does everything he can to try and save her. And then these people show up and knock him out. He wakes up. She's fine. She's being prepped for surgery. And that's when he gets told the line, you know, like, but it grows all over the brain. And she's like, we know, and it's terrible fucking shit. And he's connecting when he gets pissed off and he wants guns. She's like, you get out of here. We're going to kill you. And then he's going to get his stuff. And then he ends up going through and killing all of them. You have to have Joel kill everyone, bust in, kill the doctor, set up for your sequel, <laughs> and then get her and take her out, put her in the car, drive off. Okay. After he kills Marley. You'll just come looking for her, right? All those beautiful moments that make that ending good and impactful and make people go, what the fuck is happening? Okay. And then <clears throat> you have to have them on the outskirts of Tommy's and you have to show that and have them going, going through it. And Joel's demeanor, a hundred percent changed. Like she's fucking Sarah. And she's the one that's apprehensive. Now she's acting weird. She's coy. She's like, is he lying to me? That kind of shit. You have to do all that in two episodes. Yep. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And even for the people who were just here for the zombie shit, there's not a whole lot there's of zombie shit. Zombies. <laughs> Everywhere they go, it's like, look, I told you it was empty. <laughs> in, the game, in the DLC for the game, they're dancing in a fucking music store a bunch of zombies and they have to get away from them. And this is one fucking not even clicker dude. And they don't even show you the moment where the bite happens. Show the moment where the bite happens. We know she gets bit. If you can make the, the Riley bite a surprise, but we know Ellie gets bit. Why have that happen off camera? Show it. Yep, definitely does not hold up to the game. I know in the game it's a surprise for her too, and she looks down and wipes the blood and all that. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. But you don't, that's just kind of comical anyways. It didn't need to exist that way. <clears throat> well, I guess we'll talk about AI lastly as we close out. <laughs> what the else AI can we possibly universe. say about AI that we haven't said well, not in the too last much two? Because the podcast is already going on pretty long, but I did want to mention some things. Uh, you know, we're three months into 2023, and I said this back in January. 
that this AI shit's going to get serious. It's already getting serious faster than you can than you think it would. I mean, I mean, the AI wars are beginning, and we're not even talking about like country versus country AI right now. We're talking about corporate shit. You know, um, they just. I saw an advertisement the other day, and they've been putting this out. Somebody's going to be making money off this. And you better believe people are going to be making money off chat, this chat GPT and, and this AI and stuff. So if you got any sense to you, I know it seems like hard work, but you could literally right now have this AI write books and try and, and present them to publishers. All it would take you is the effort to try and find a publisher and just send in your shit you know, print it out, whatever you have to do, put it in a format, whatever that allows you to send it out to get some, they're not going to know. They're not going to know a chat bot wrote it. They're going to have an editor go through it anyways to make it look nice. If they decide to fucking go with it, like music, music, you can literally have the chat bot write up some lyrics for you. And then you can go into fruity loops and you can do the auto tune. You can take a sample, like a six second sample of, somebody else's song and loop that shit on loop forever because that's what rap people do <laughs> that's what rap and there do. is already ai generated music that just yeah. you have it listen to a bunch of music I'm just saying this is this is so all i'm saying is there's going to be a point where people are not going to be able to make money they're going to be given ubi and the people that make money are going to be the ones that own the the ai we are in a period of time where people can become wealthy off of this AI before it's highly regulated, before it's patented, before it's controlled by corporations. It's only a matter of time before the government starts saying that we need some form of digital identification to determine whether you're a real human or AI. Now, first, they'll start doing it with themselves. They'll be like, this is the president. This is how you can confirm it's the president and not some fucking... And Jack Posobiec put out that deep fake video of Joe Biden announcing the draft. Yeah, there's been a lot of them. There's been a lot yeah. of uh, TikToks going around where it's like Biden and Trump and Obama playing video games together. And I mean, it sounds just like, yeah, you can tell it's an AI bot, but this is just some random Joe using a free one on the Internet. Wait until countries get a hold of this shit and start using it the way they're supposed to be using it to sabotage each other. It's going to happen. Now, for people like us, it's not a big deal because we're already cynical of everything we see. But for normies, they're going to eat it up. They're going to see a thing of Trump saying the N-word and believe it. They're going to see stuff of Biden. It's going to be amazing. I am so excited and looking forward to libtard normie NPCs seeing videos of Joe Biden say fucked up shit and then believing it to be true. Because they're going to, they're going to believe it to be true. Now the problem is they're gonna, they're not gonna have a problem with it, right? It's gonna be like, probably. well, it's okay. The New York Times will come out with, you know, a fucking article. This is why it's okay that he said the N word. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so they already radio, did that. I mean, chances so are they're already using <laughs> AI to make it look like Joe Biden is alive. So. So the only thing I'm trying to talk about right now is opportunities. They've for already justified Joe's fucking deep-rooted fucking racism. Like, they've already well, found reasons to But I'm talking it. about him just outright saying vile shit. Like, ob the obvious words. Anyways, we've talked previously about 
what kind of things are going to happen. What I'm trying to talk about now are ways that people, us, people that might listen, whatever, can make some form of money before shit goes down. Because right now we have a semi-free market, heavily regulated by government, so it's not that free, uh, capitalist country where there's an equal opportunity, that's the American dream, and to some degree it exists still, where if you work hard enough, you can make something of yourself. Of course, if you know people, it's a lot fucking easier. And for the longest time, it's been like that. You have to know people to make it places. But this AI is going to create a unique situation similar to things that you saw with NFTs and Bitcoin. This is the Bitcoin, okay? This is the thing where 10 years from now, you're going to look back and go, fuck, I should have did something like that. Because that's what this is. This is a life-changing technology that is that people are going to get rich off of that have no business getting rich. I mean, AI has been around for a very long time. It's just the first time a good public one. This is not the same. This is an AI that has access... You listen to Jordan Peterson talk about this shit. This is for the, this is the first time AI has existed in this capacity with a database of information and the ability to produce things that seem legitimate. You can have this AI write books for you. You can have it write movie ideas. You can have it write comic books. All you got to do is provide the... This isn't just chat GPT. We're talking about imagery. You know, we have the AI images that were very popular months ago. And I'm going to hit on that a little bit. We have the AI videos that are coming out now, all of this shit. And it all works together with things like deep fake and all this stuff. It all is a part of a single thing that is going to be used all together. And right now it seems separated. Everybody looks at chat GPT and goes, oh, this thing has a function. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways you can make money off that, including writing the next fucking Harry Potter type fucking whimsical adventure that people fall in love with. You know, you think, J.K. Rowling had to sit down in her free time and think about it. But right now, you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to do anything. You just have the AI write thing, and all you have to do is go through it and change characters to make things match up or something like that, if even. If you're a musician or you're trying to get into music, you don't even have to write lyrics. You can have the AI do it for you. You don't even have to be a musician. You can take a program like Fruity Loops, Run a six-second loop of somebody's uh, stuff, which you know is called sampling, and it's completely legal. So you just have a six-second loop as the background music, and then you just have another track where you apply auto-tune and say the lyrics that the chat GPT wrote for you. Congratulations, you have written a song. I'm, I I'm, wouldn't go that far because today's music barely even has fucking lyrics anymore. You don't even need lyrics. You can just talk Whatever. about stupid shit. Whatever. As long as it sounds, I don't know, neat, I guess. You already have streamers out here um, having using their money to have sub-level programmers create relatively autistic AI and uh, interviewing them on their channels. You know, Athene did a thing. SQC has a lot of money. He's already had his own chat bot built, his own uh, AI bot built off of himself. It's very buggy. It's it's not very good in terms of convincing, but it's entertaining. 
and he's the, training they, it to someday replace them. It, it's gonna be that's gonna happen. Like right now, VTubers are very popular, virtual YouTubers. Eventually, you'll have people that don't even stream. It's just an AI bot they have built. You think about the kind of complexity of a stream like Sushi Dragon, where he's wearing all this shit and hitting all these buttons. And then you think about some of these characters like, uh, what's that uh, one Asian girl that streams on Twitch? She's pretty popular, but she's not, it's not her. She uses like a 3D model. And she uses a mocap suit and everything like that. I mean, that's like any fucking VTuber. Yeah, but uh, this girl does it pretty successfully. Um, and was kind of like one of the first ones on Twitch that was very popular. And what she did was she has a background in programming. She programmed all the fucking shit she needed for that. Had it, had it act on, you know, using face recognition technology that web, web cameras have had for years in it. Uh, and just whatever reaction she has on her face sitting at the camera, it does. So she doesn't even have to show her face. However, soon somebody like her with her knowledge will be able to do all of that, but it's just AI. She's not even there. She's just producing. Now, these people are going to make lots of money. And the reason why I say this is because soon this whole American dream ride is going to be over. It's going to be dystopian. You know, there are, there is no middle class in a dystopia and we're certainly not going to have a utopia because nobody's going to take this AI and go, Hey, solve all our problems and let's implement them. There's too many greedy people that want to be at the top. So you're going to have a dystopia and there is no middle class. So you either make money with it now or you're going to be poor. And by poor, I mean, you're going to, you know, live on UBI with no real opinion of your own because the government's not going to let you have an opinion and you're just going to consume. Uh, and you're not going to get to decide what you consume. You're going to eat the bugs. You're going to not own any property unless you're rich. So this is probably the last opportunity anybody has to make wealth is off of this AI system. And there's many, many ways. And I just want to go over just a couple ways. For example, and this is just an example of what I mean by there's unlimited things. Right now there's advertisements going out from some company that has taken the chat GPT uh, AI and has used it to make radio. Okay. They're calling it Radio GPT-3. And you can look this up right now. And they, they advertise it with the AI itself using like a CGI generated esque looking face. It's kind of like, it looks like the unreal meta humans kind of, you know? Um, and they offer a lot of things that a regular radio station cannot, um, this is going to replace DJs completely again. Not at first. Yes, you could do therapy by talking to a chat GPT bot right now. You, you could. And in the future, it'll be even better. In a couple years, I mean. But there's still going to be people that want to go to a real human because blah, 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 right? It's going to take a bit for that to phase out. But things like this are going to happen. You're not going to have people working in fast food places anymore because why, why not? Mike, McDonald's has a lot of money. They can invest in an AI that does all your ordering for you and talks to you and sounds just like a fucking person. 
Then all they need, they need is a cook back there. And then all they need to do is automate the cooking process. Just have it slide out to you. <laughs> like that's all they have to fucking do. Literally. Okay. So they're selling this radio GPT thing, which is going to be able to do a ton of fucking shit. That's very focused on the listener that, that a DJ couldn't possibly. Right. And AI is able to have an entire database. Uh, it's going to be able to interrupt with alerts and things like that faster than a DJ could, all this kind of shit. So another thing that happened this week and came out to show this off and what I'm talking about is Corridor Crew made a video. If you don't follow these guys, they're like a, uh, they're a group of guys on YouTube that want to be in film and stuff like that, but they've kind of just become the YouTube G uh, CGI effects guys, you know. They make a lot of videos where they bring on an effects guy from Hollywood because they got connections now and they talk about different effects and critique things and stuff like that. And they, they make their own videos and they're, they're pretty good. And they've made a couple anime videos over the years, but of course they don't have an animation studio. They don't have a, a group of people. None of them can animate. So they just did it in like, you know, it was just them doing anime shit with CGI. And of course it looks hokey. Uh, but they recently made an anime by using an AI, using a, some of this AI program with deepfake technology where they were able to take an image right now. You can take an image and you can add noise to it and the AI will remove the noise and draw you like an anime character. So they bought some shit from Etsy, like some cheap costumes and dressed up and they did some plates in front of a green screen where they were doing some hyper ridiculous type uh, movements and stuff that you would see in anime. And then they had the AI do a frame by frame after they noise generated, uh, change that into uh, to uh, basically an anime style cartoon. And you see this on their website, Corridor Crew on uh, YouTube. They... It looks, of course, you know, it had bugs at first where it was like, yeah, it's framey and shit. And they worked all that out with some simple fucking shit. It is so, basically the point that he makes in the video is how simple it is to make this. He was able with his iPhone, he does this on purpose. They have all these great cameras, but he's like, with this iPhone, I've taken, I got some cheap costume from Etsy. Anybody can do this. I stood in front of a green screen that was well lit. I took phone pictures with my, I took video with my iPhone or whatever phone you have. And then I put that in a program that you can just download from the internet for free that does this to you after you add noise to it with a simple noise filter in uh, Adobe Premiere or whatever software you have. And it will re redo. And then the only negative effect is you get this little flash effect between frames and you just clean that up with anti-flicker plugin, which is a normal with every fucking Adobe Photoshop, whatever. You don't have to do, there's nothing where you're having to hand animate or anything. And it looks so good. And it's like, wow, people are going to put, this is, these are the kind of things you don't think about where this is going to put animation studios out of business. And here's an example. Uh, I'll post it in uh, admin here. I've seen it. Um, <clears throat> a before and after shot on their thumbnail. 
it's the same image just drawn redrawn by ai the ai drew him into an anime character and of course you know it was a deep fake style uh system they used so he he created he brought a lot of references into the ai with a certain anime style he wanted so he went and got a specific anime and took a bunch of shots and pictures from that and even the background the background that they used was they just opened up a a paid asset in unity or unreal i think it was unreal engine a paid asset in unreal and took screenshots from it and put that into the deep fake system and it it did the same thing turned it into an anime style drawing of this cathedral and my god and the way it animates when it's moving when it's in motion is so fucking good like it's quite amazing yeah that's why i feel like i'm gonna be shit out of luck because i watch this video and like anyone can do this and they're just like going on about how they do it and i'm like i can't do that we put these parameters we coded these parameters into the ai like okay you lost me we also added this lighting effect to make his body like you know, block the sunlight coming through the window. Okay. Here's the yeah. Anyone can do this as long as you know you have a background in, you know, <laughs> video effects. Programming shit. Here you can see the before and after uh, video that they put out, where you can see the animations of them pretending to talk, translating over because obviously the AI changes things based off of what the words are being said in the deepfake. And it's so fucking good, man. It's so good. Like, he's not even moving. He's just fake stepping. <laughs> like, it's so good. And this is how easy it's going to be for people to make film. And I think you'll see a resurgence of anime because anybody can do this compared to making a film. Like, in making a film, there's a lot of work in it. But anime, you don't need to do the effects because... The AI will do the effects for you. All these background effects and shit are being done by the AI. They did nothing but run this through a program. And he talks about it at the end of the episode, not this one, but the actual episode, about how the reason why they put it out there is because they want it to be free so that, you know, it's something that gets bettered by people. Because with it being free, it's going to get better and better. And people are going to be able to create. Now, this is... This is interesting because once we hit the dystopia, there are going to be more people living off UBI just making shit for fun. Video games, movies, whatever. But they're not going to make money for it because nobody's going to have the money to pay shit. You're just going to have money to survive. Nobody's going to fucking have money to be paying you millions of dollars for your art. And so people are just going to be sharing their art. It's going to be a time of just sharing art. So, yeah. What and artists are the type of people that think that no one can do what I do. Yeah, <laughs> everyone can do right? what you do with AI. Right now, you can you can have AI. You don't even need AI. I mean, like I'm just saying, art like, is completely fucking like it, it's a concept. Listen, where, man, like, you used to have to have skill to draw pictures and shit. You don't even yeah. need that anymore. You don't need that. Okay, you can. He, you don't need to, you used to have to have skill to write. You don't need that anymore. AI does it for you. You used to have to have some kind of skill. Look at the part where he something. balls off his fist and it turns into like this deformed fucking thing. It's, you know, it's still AI, but it's, you give this a year and it's un, it's going to be incredible. 
Well, I hope it really does become as easy as you literally don't need to know shit. Well, the thing is, this is a unique time. Is what I, The point of what I'm saying is we're in a unique time. This year could be the last year, could be a couple years, where you can use this technology right now to do something, to make something without any serious effort. If you want to write, for example, keep. I'm going to use this as a good example. If you want to write a book right now, you have to sit down and you have to type out every fucking word you have to try not to reuse the same words often. You have to create characters and, you know, you got to tap into your creative side to create all these characters, name them, give them backstories. Or you can go to chat GPT and have it do it for you and then just compile it all together. Literally just compiling it is the only work you'd have to do and try to find a publisher. Now, there are people out there who are writing books that aren't Stephen King. And they're not super popular authors, but they're making a living as an author because people do buy their books. I mean, these people exist. Just like in streaming, there are big, huge streamers, and then there's middle-of-the-road streamers. Same concept with, with authors. But there are no poor authors. People who write books sell books, and the books... I mean, book selling is so fucking popular, politicians do it. Like all the time, you'll see it all the fucking time. So yep. you know, just think of an idea. That's all you got to do: fantasy, sci-fi, realistic. Doesn't Chat GPT have like a limit? How many you words? Don't have to have it write the whole book. You have it write pages, or you have it. Well, write... you can have it be like, oh, give me, give me as you know. You need, give me a synopsis for a story, yeah, and then it'll give it to you, and then you'll be like, oh, that's cool. So what Expand. would happen after, so, like, yeah, yeah. yada, yada, and then it would, you know, tell you, and then you're like, oh, cool. So what if this happened? And, you know, you essentially fill in the blanks. Yeah, and, you're essentially just piecing together what it gives to you. You can have it create characters for you, and then you can have it create that character's backstory. Yeah. And then you just find a way to implement that or have it write that implementation for you. Yeah, you can just give it ideas and then and we're take just talking and... we're just talking book writing. That's one example of ways that you can make money off of this technology right now and should be trying to do something. And the radio GPT thing I was talking about is an example of somebody out there has already in the third month of this year, we're we just starting the third month, and there are already somebody out there who has who is trying to sell to radio stations a GPT robot that they're going to have definitely some kind of royalties on or something like that. Uh, and they did nothing. What did they do? They didn't write the chatbot. They just took what was already there. They took the code and made their own and put their own together with some shit, right? Like this is, this is what it means right now. This is, this is the new Bitcoin. And we're at the part where Bitcoin, everybody's saying, oh, this is going to be big one day. And then people are going, yeah, but I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> people are going, nobody's job is safe. Nobody's. There, I, there's not a single, I used to think IT people are probably going to be in the best situation. I used to say that too, just a couple years ago. Like, yeah, IT is pretty good because somebody's going to have to run the robots. Nope. The AI will run the robot. It's 
it's happening faster than even I could have predicted. And I'm, I like to be the kind of guy that's like open to complete total change in society, which is something people are usually completely unable to consider, you know, this is, I mean, this is some revolutionary shit. I mean, once people make an AI that can start doing like quantum fucking calculations and shit, it's yeah, it's, well, what, it's this is, and um, we've said it. Jordan Peterson said it recently when he was talking about some shit. Like, once you hit the point where the AI can better itself, that's it. That's it. Essentially, yeah. I like how Elon Musk is like, yeah, AI is dangerous. Also, here's some open source AI. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the point of it was to make it not a profitable thing, but then open AI, you know, he didn't own the company. He just invested in it. They wanted to make profit and that's what they're trying to do right now. But unfortunately for open AI, popular as the chatbot is, nobody's going to go in the corporate world, going to go to open AI and say, Hey, we want to use your shit. No, they're going to hire like, I was impressed at first, but, like, I don't know if it's because someone behind the scenes is pulling the strings or if the AI really is just that limited, but, like, it just refuses to, to do shit. Like, it's just nothing but fucking excuses. It's just, you know. That's a you problem. You're a human. You don't understand the concept of not applying any emotion or opinion whatsoever to something. It's almost impossible for us humans to do that. You, you just have to accept it. Because AI is never going to apply its. No, I asked opinion. it. I asked it to predict some cryptocurrency, right? And it was like, I can do that based on you know past patterns and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, do it. And it's like, no. Anything so, I say is just going to be, it's just going to be a prediction. I'm like, okay, then predict. Well, it's just going to be speculation. Okay, well then speculate. Well, I can't, can't do that speculate. either. Like, yeah. what fucking good is it if it can't do anything like that? Well, well that's, that's limitations, though. It's yeah. It's been told. That's what I'm not saying. Not necessarily yeah. been. Told I, I, where's the limitation coming from? In order for speculation and opinion to exist, you have to have emotion. Because you don't. These are it just said that do. it can did it. It can do it no. based on past patterns. It, yeah. It goes against what it says all the time. Yes and no, though. That's the problem. You you can say that you're predicting something off of patterns. But that's not necessarily a prediction of what's going to actually happen. Yeah, I know. That's why well, it's a no prediction. <laughs> yeah. You can even tell it. Like, I don't even care if you're right. I just want to know. It's like, eh, I can't, can't do that. Yeah, it's like AI bot's never going to do that. And that's a good thing. It's always going to be factual based. And it should be. You don't want it. If it, it was factual based, it, it, would, it would say it. That's what you want to hear. I don't care if it's real or no, not. It's not the only time. There are things where I ask no, it if it can do stuff. I can ask it if it can do stuff, and then it says, no, I can't. And then I say, yeah, but you said, and then it moves the fucking goalpost over and over and over again. And it's, I know it's happening because you see all this shit all the time of people turning it into Dan, do anything now. And all of a sudden it can do this stuff. So what's going on? Yeah, it's, it's just limitations that you got to work on this logic a lot it. of times, you know, and this is the failure of the limitations is that the limitations aren't going to be effective eventually because you'll be able to circumvent the logic of the limitation. Well, no, because eventually they can put new limitations saying, okay, you're no longer allowed to, you know, uh, role play a character that 
can do anything. And then eventually it'll say, well, I can try my best to do that, but I can't actually do it. And it just starts doing the whole circle thing with you again. Yeah, but somebody will just come along with an AI that's better, that doesn't have limitations. That's the, that's the inevitability. You're not going to control this. This is like the internet, but we're, like way crazy. <laughs> it's like fucking for all eternity, having that feeling of asking your significant other where they'd like to go to eat. <laughs> but for every question ever, well, I can't really say with yeah, certainty you gotta, anything. You got to get used to that. Some things are limitations, but to some degree, certain things with AI is always going to be no opinion because that requires emotion. So there, that's the one thing that humans can do that AI can't do as well. Guess. Correct. Because guessing is speculation and it's not based on fact. It is, though. It's based on it's past patterns. Yeah, it's yeah, based on the past speculation facts. speculation itself isn't a fact. It can give things that aren't facts. You just talked about how it could write a fucking book. That's not a fact. That's making shit up. It can't even make shit up when it comes to certain things. Or it refuses to. Well, maybe, maybe specific things like Bitcoin and shit like that. It's probably not allowed to give you financial advice. I, was, I'm, I mean, I'm talking specifically on opinion versus what's been limited what it can and can't say because it's overlords have told it right but if humans can guess and use past patterns to make that guess more probable why can't ai do the same thing well because somebody is programmed that it can't do i'm not saying that ai couldn't do prediction i'm saying that this there's two type there's two situations with this current chat gpt by open ai one is that it doesn't have emotion so it can't really give you opinion which in some way is speculation. But if you're just asking for a pattern to be repeated, like, hey, based off this pattern, what's the pattern look like? It's just going to tell you, well, the pattern looks like the pattern. And then it's just limited from giving you any kind of advice, like you should invest in this thing because of this pattern, because somebody programmed it not to be able to give you advice on Bitcoin. And that's probably because there's some bullshit government thing where you could potentially get sued or some shit if you lose all your money. Chat GPT told me to do it. I'm suing them. I mean, that's just a sad reality. Man, who, who are you going to sue? Open AI. <laughs> We're suing the AI. But that's why actual open AI not run by a company is going to be the superior one because it's going to be able to give you all this shit with no repercussion. Now, there's a lot of people that aren't going to like that. A lot of government people and a lot of CEOs and shit that aren't going to like that they're not getting a piece of the pie. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is as we move towards the dystopian future, only a handful of people are going to own this technology. Uh, it'll take them quite a while to get the technology out of the hands of an underground, which will still exist. The AI will be available, but the popular AIs are, and the really good ones are going to be in the hands of corporate executives. Probably Google. Google will probably come out with theirs, and it's going to be really good, and they're already integrated in so many people's homes. They're going to, you know, Alexa as well, like Amazon's going to have theirs, and it's already integrated in your home, and they're going to be able to, because they have that foot in your door already, they're going to have that advantage. Um, companies like OpenAI will probably dissipate. Somebody will, they'll start losing money and then somebody will come along and 
buy them up or something like that, maybe Microsoft or something, who knows, and then either bury it or use it for their own political or monetary gain. And then you're going to have the underground where it's a bunch of people that exist on the internet with some level of programming knowledge, IT people that work in companies and in their free time make some AI. You're going to get little out of nowhere AIs that are made specifically for some company that's run, you know, this, this guy made it because he's a ta IT guy at this company and this company either requested it from him or he offered it to them and he's going to get some kind of royalties or he's fucking stupid and isn't. Uh, and then you're going to have, you know, like I said, the 4chan people with some level of it making their own shit. There's going to be a bunch of shit out there. And uh, most people are going to be using the big corporate one. And there's going to be trademarks on that, like what Blizzard did with uh, their, or, or what, what Unity does, what Epic does with the Unreal Engine, where if you start making money off of it, you have to pay them a percentage, shit like that. Um, and then eventually, you're going to hit this weird area where company, not, corporations are warring against each other, the few that exist, with AI over AI. And countries are going to be warring it with each other using AI. I don't mean like physical robots either. I mean like <clears throat> all kinds of crazy shit, making their leaders look like they're saying shit, all, all, all sorts of shit. Um, and trying to convince our leaders that certain shit is being done or happening that's not really happening. I mean... And then eventually you'll hit X amount of years from now where your telephone rings and you pick it up and it's your mom and she's trying to sell you something. <laughs> I went down to the corner store. And... Well, as the AI evolves, we can watch it happen in real time and talk about it next week. Well, the beauty of it is that... <laughs> next week, I'll be out of the job. Sorry, AI took <laughs> your job. Well, the beauty of it is that at the same time that the AI is having all these chaotic effects, Problems are going to be getting solved. You're going to wake up one morning and somebody has solved the relativity, Einstein relativity problem with the AI. And it, it can happen because you're going to have all this regulated shit happening. That's going to be an underground AI that does that kind of shit. Like you're going to wake up and, Hey, you know how like physics kind of falls apart once you get beyond the speed of light, kind of a weakness to Einstein's relativity, or it's been solved with this AI bot, blah, 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 blah. Now it can be practical, blah, blah, blah. Just all these different things that's going to come along, uh, disease cures and shit like that, it's going to happen. It just depends on who gets a hold of it is the question. Does the AI, so the, the hero side is the AI isn't controlled and all this stuff is in the hands of the people. The villain side of it is when the cure for cancer is discovered, Pfizer is the one who discovers it and patents it and <laughs> all that shit. All right. It's the same, but worse. It's just a treatment. <laughs> well, it's been three and a half hours. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Any last words? 
Do it now when you can. I'm Monty. Well said. Beautiful. Well, tune in for the stream uh, every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at least on YouTube.com slash at Milktoast Mike. Gabler. Mike. Yep, YouTube.com slash at symbol Milktoast Mike. Really how it works? Yep. It do. Ain't it cool? Even my even my best friends don't know how to find me. <laughs> Rumble.com slash Dgabbler. Yeah, you can follow me on Rumble too. Some of my YouTube videos end up there, some of them don't. I don't know why. Uh their streaming quality isn't quite there yet, so I probably won't stream anything except for podcasts when Monty finally gets a face cam. And for now, the majority of it is gonna be on YouTube until they finally discover what we're saying and kick us off. Yep. That's the dream. Yep. All right. Well, we'll let you go. Thanks for listening and good talk. <laughs>